For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello. 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 Morning. Yo, what up, dude? I'm good, and you? Oh, you getting a little snot, aren't you? You getting a what? You getting a little snot, aren't you? The sinuses or something, aren't you? Yeah, I do what? You getting sinuses. Oh. The, the sinuses stopped up here. Oh, you talking about in um, the June in the weather? Yeah. Mm. You were dealing with that last time, were you? Oh, shoot. Trying to get, still trying to get it straight. Uh, you miss me in them juices now, huh? <laughs> you talk about me now, uh-huh. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah. All of them sleeping. Me too. No TV, so I can't play your music. So, what you mean you ain't get no TV? There's something wrong with our electricity. We got to get it um straightened out. And our cable box is on that line, so ain't got no phone, ain't got no TV. <laughs> I Man. forgot about it until I got back home. So, where you be? I'm talking about when I uh, it went out yesterday and. 
And I, you know, told my dad or whatever, but I forgot that that stuff was on that line. So when I came home, we ain't got no phone, we ain't got no TV. And I said, oh, that's right, because all that, that boxes and stuff was on that particular line. Yeah, while I was listening for this going, I thought you was, you know. Uh, I woke up. It was like about 5.50 something. I said, well, I ain't got nothing to put it on, so I went back to sleep. <laughs> That's sad. Uh-huh. That's sad. Yes, it is. I woke up to a phone call. Uh, you know, I, I was praying for Rob. got to go to court down in uh, Green County. And they had borrowed some money from me. Then go, I called me at 3 o'clock and asked me for an uh, extra 15. I might, I can't say the N word, but that, that show what came out my mind. I said, are you really serious? Are you really serious? I gave you $20 to, to get some gas to go down there. Then you want to come back and get 15 or 20 more. Are you serious? And you called me at 3 o'clock in the morning like I ain't got to get up to the flowers. <laughs> then I... Then uh, when I get up, Sam, it's 5.15, I got to get my iron on. I got to get in here and read my scriptures. I got to get in here and get on my morning prayer. I got to take a shower. I got to do all this other room and stuff. And do you know that biscuit eater, and I do mean biscuit eater, rang my doorbell at 5, no, it was 5-something because they were sitting it had to have been by 540. Are you serious? <laughs> Who does that? You don't walk my whole house up. <laughs> what, what time are they trying to leave? I what, said, what time are they trying to leave? Well, they, they ain't supposed to be there at 9 o'clock, but you know I get out early. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I tell you that I'm going to give you no $15. Why you in my house in the morning? Who damn said you don't want my whole house up? <laughs> and then, Sam, and you ain't got this. And I need to get over here to my cousin's house who's going to take me down because they ain't got no car. Mm. You know I want to say, you crackhead. You don't crack or what? Now, that's all I'm talking about. I'm going to ring somebody's doorbell at that time in the morning. Right, 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 right. What's your problem? <laughs> It made sense to them. It didn't make nothing to me. And I got to be up in two hours? <laughs> I know when I looked at the clock when I went to bed, it was 11.30, so I'm not even getting a full seven. Now, we were talking about eight. I'm going for seven. <laughs> that ain't but six. But you done broke, broke that. So I'm depleted by an uh, extra. Oh, come on, for real. <laughs> I want to know who hatched you. You weren't born. You was hatched. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. But I did get out of there all the time, though. That's one thing, good thing about it. It 
I'll go ahead and open us up, Mr. Rich. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come, Lord God, and we enter into your throne room of grace that we, we may obtain grace, mercy, and favor, Lord God, in our time of need, Lord God. We come, Lord God, to thank you and to praise your holy name, Lord God, for allowing us to be here on this earth another day, Lord God, to be able to assemble ourselves together to start this week off in the prayer worship, Lord God, as fellowship and ministry members, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for covering us as we slept last night, and we thank you, Lord God, for waking us early this morning to arise again to give praise to your holy name. Father God, we seek your presence, we seek your will and your way, Lord, for us, and your covering, your guidance and directions to make it throughout this day. Father God, we can't do nothing, Lord God, without you, but with you, Lord God, we can do all things, Lord God, for the scripture teaches us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Lord God. Father God, we just ask that your glory come and fill our hearts, Lord God, surround us with your mercy and your teaching, loving care. Father God, give us some traveling grace and mercy to make it throughout this day. Let us make it to the various destinations of which we have to go, Lord God, and knowing that you have full control and have us in the palm of your hand. We ask you, O oh, Heavenly Father, first of all, to forgive us of all our shortcomings, Lord God, for they are many, Lord God. But, Father God, it's because of the love that you have for mankind, Lord God, and the sacrifice that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary's cross, took all of our sins and bore them, Lord God, is able, we are able to come, Lord God, and enter and make our request known before you. Father God, let your presence be forever for us, uh, before us, Lord God, and let your hand of mercy be ever over us, Lord God. Hide us under your shadow of your mighty wings, Lord God, so that no evil, no pestilence, no disease, no sickness, Lord God, no arrows, nothing will come against us, Lord God. So the scripture teaches us that a thousand shall fall on our right side and ten thousand on our left side, Lord God, if we trust and believe in you. So, Father God, let us dwell in tabernacle with you. Let us commune with you. Let us hear your voice, Lord God. Speak forever into our ears, Lord God. And let us be obedient to the words and the will that we have shown that you are showing us. Father God, we ask you to God give us. Give grace and mercy to Sam right now, Lord, as he get ready to break the, the bread of life, Lord God. Empower him from a high, because power belongs to you, Lord God. And we ask you to give him the strength, Lord God, the strength to make it through. For, Father God, we know that the glory of the Lord is our strength, Lord God. So we let us resist the devil, Lord God, and he must flee, Lord. We ask you to cover and protect our families, our friends, our nations, Lord God. Cover and protect this country, Lord God, from the hands of those terrorists, Lord God, who is trying to take the lives of innocent people, people who call and believe by your name. Father God, we ask you to just cover and, and protect us from the evil one, Lord God, who is trying to place us, Lord God, in an uncomfortable place, Lord God, and make us believe that he 
too has power. Which he has power, but he has no power greater than you. Father God, let us worship you for you the most high God. We seek your will and your way for our lives throughout this day. We ask that every heart and every believer that comes on this call, Lord God, will come, Lord God, praying, Lord God, casting down strongholds in any person that has them bound, Lord God. So we have the power to pray over ourselves. We can speak it into the atmosphere and have faith, Lord God, and believe that it's going to be answered at your appointed time, Lord God, and it will be so. Father God, I lift up my sister Maria, Lord God, even as she continues to heal, Lord God. Let her be a testimony to to the light of many others who go through struggles, Lord God. Father God, I pray for Erica that she will continue to counsel those, Lord God, of whom she come around, Lord God, and let them hear your voice moving through her her lips, Lord God. I pray for Sam, Lord God, that even as he stands the gap and pray for all of us, Lord God, that the power from from heaven, Lord God, will enter into his heart, Lord God, be a part of him, planted in him, Lord God, and knowing that the prayers that he sent up, Lord God, they will avail much, Lord God. I pray for Lisa and Felicia, Lord, and Renee, Lord God, and the many others and Pam who will come on the call, Lord. Let them come with expectancy. Lift up their hands to heaven, knowing that power belongs to you, Lord God. Give them the strength to make it throughout the day. Cover them in every endeavor that they will come upon, Lord God. Even Sherry and Louis, Lord God, in their absence, and Cheryl and the many other friends that I've met on this call, and true believers, Lord God, who are called by your name to do your work. Let them, Lord God, come, Lord God, just seeking you for their will and their way and guidance throughout the day. Father God, we ask you to cover those who are unsaved, Lord God, those who are struggling their sins, Lord God, those who to turn back into their old wicked ways and let them know that you are married to them and you told them to return, Lord God, and come back to you for you are married to them. Let them suffer with you, Lord God. Let them be able to just dwell in your tabernacle and be in your presence forever over their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Oh, boy, 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 boy. Rambo Shiriko Randa Shiriko Branda Shiriko Randa Shiriko Randa Shiriko Randa Shiriko Oroba Shiriko Branda Shiriko Rambo Kurs Shiriko Branda Shiriko Randa Shiriko Baka Horanda Shiriko Horombakarako Seshiriko Sandarako Seshiriko 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 Sandaka Handed Haram branded go Hundred of Goseke, Shedder of Combraca, Shedder of Goseke, Shedder of Combraca, 
Yes, 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 Father, we praise you and yet it broke. We glorify you, Father. Yes, it will send Rasa Daka. We recall life, Father. Yet it will spirit broke. Health, strength, yet it will run Daka. Lord God, yet it will bless you. Send Rasa Kandaka, Rasa Holy Spirit, yet it will search you. Yes, 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 Father, we praise you and yet it Help us, Lord, yet it will bless you. And then it will send us a reveal to us what you want to do. Yet it will come to let your word come forth, Father. Yes, it will search you. Yes, it will search you. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Send the conversation. The conversation. The conversation. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Send the conversation. The conversation. The conversation. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Send the conversation. The conversation. The conversation. The conversation. The conversation. The conversation. Holy Spirit, let the word come forth. Rush the conversation. The conversation. The conversation. Let the word come forth. Father, run the conversation. The conversation. The conversation. Continue to bless us. Send the conversation. The conversation. The conversation. Continue to bless us. Send the whole. Help us, Lord. Help us to understand. Help us to move. Rush the Father God, you're going to bond the negotiation to go say, help us to come forth, run the negotiation to go suck up. Yes, 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 Daddy God. Yes, Daddy God. Yes, Cover us, Lord. Keep us. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Daddy God. Yonder the Kosaka, Shindish the Kosaka, Shindish the Kosaka, Shindish the Kosaka. Thank you, Daddy God. Yonder the Kosaka, Shindander the Kosaka. Thank you, Daddy God. Rander the Kosaka, Shindaka Rambaka. Thank you, Daddy God. Ramboko, Sandar the Kosaka, 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 Kosaka. Thank you, Daddy God. Rhonda, go search you. Go, mm. As the word goes forth, Lord. As the anointing of God goes forth, Lord. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Sierra Comboco, Rambaca. Help us, Daddy God. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yes, Lord. Help us to move in accordance with you, Father God. Continue to bless us, continue to keep us, continue to reveal to us those things you desire us to have, Lord. Help us, Daddy God. As the word of God goes forth, Lord, there are many things that we do not understand, God. There is so much that is going on, Lord, that we're clueless about. Father God, there are so many times where when we don't need to understand, we just need to trust you. We just need to trust you. Father God, yes, help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, the prayer of 
Yes, yes, yes. Hello, Saka. Mm. Oh, Father God. Mm, the serenity prayer. What is the serenity prayer, Father? Yes, it will go, say, it will go, sir. Give me courage to change the things that I can. Mm. Knowledge to know the things I can't change. I can't remember specifically in wisdom to know the difference, Lord. But bottom line is this, Father God. There are things in our life, Lord, that we cannot change. We just need to accept those things. There are things in our life that we can change. We need to stand up, face those things, and ask you to give us the strength and the guidance to make the changes that need to be made. But, Lord, we need wisdom to know the difference, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Because, Daddy God, we need not waste any time trying to fight against you. There are some things that you have outlined in your will, Daddy God. Because of your divine eternal purpose, you said this is going to happen. And, Lord, we fight against it because we don't understand. We fight against it because we don't understand what you're doing and don't understand this is you, Lord. And so, in essence, we're fighting against you. See, we need wisdom, godly wisdom, to know that this is the hand of God. Let's leave it alone and let's get asked for the strength to endure. Yes, Lord. Mm. Because in your word, you say your grace is sufficient for the day, Lord. So, Father God, yes. there are some things that we just need to endure. We need to ask for your grace, your mercy, and your strength, Father God. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, Father God, the power of God to help us to persevere and to stand and to stand therefore. So, Father God, we need to know the difference between what we can change and what we can't. We need a godly wisdom just to step in and speak to us, and we need to receive that, Father, so we can see your hand and understand your purposes. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord God. Mm. Yes. Oh, Lord. All righty, all righty, all righty. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what's that boy here? Huh. You're not fighting with Maya this morning? Oh, not that. Not that. Okay. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, I like to think though. So what? I would like to think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to pray this morning, dear? Loud, Ryan, well, sort of, you know, I'm not really in a position. Not you know mine, but, you know, I'm not really in a position where I could do that at this exact moment. Okay, that's fine. No problem. No problem, all. 
If I go to court today, let me find out. Uh, always something going on today. I go to court on the 15th. What's today, people? Today is the 13th. Okay, so I go to court on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Time to wake up. Good Lord. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bacon. All right, it's time to make the donuts. I guess I need to go find the list, huh? Because I got work to do. If that's the case, why have I not moved? Because <laughs> you're lazy. Oh, that's so special. He had a pet name for me. He makes me feel loved. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Is that your pet name? <laughs> that's why you're choking. <laughs> oh, Lord, Jesus. <laughs> that's why you're choking. You said that I got Okay. Yep. I'm That's mm-hmm. That's the old Applehead one. Oh, what? Hmm? Oh, what? I just said that's the old Applehead one. Oh, I thought you said you owe me one. Oh, no, 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 no. The old Applehead one. Ye old Applehead. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, put it on Apple. But look, I, I'm giving y'all two, three weeks, I guess, at the top. I need my birthday present sent to 30, 29, 33rd out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, how are you going to be 21? One. Well, you're going to be legal. Uh-oh. I mean, you ain't got to sneak to do the things you've been doing then. I know. You know I've been unlawful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have Erica come and give you a present. I'm going to have her hand delivered. She don't even speak to me before. Mm. She sent you a text message. Yeah, right. 
But she's still loving you. I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. Where all the love at? That's why still we ain't got no nothing going on. We barely open, right? We ain't got no sports, do we? Uh, they got a, still got the baseball team, they still got the basketball team. But guess what? What? The baseball team is Lily. The baseball team is what? Lily. What you mean by Lily? Like flower. Lily White. Lily White. What? Come on, man. Really? And the thing is, that's what's sending them into this financial deficit in addition to what President McNeely has done to them financially. And um, because they invoking that minority rule on mm-hmm. them. Right. And so they're going to school for free. Mm, wow. Yep. Wow. The softball team, the women's softball team, and the men's baseball team is snow. Oh wow! I mean, we had we had a few speckled in. I didn't, we didn't have a whole lot when we were there, but wow. Yeah. I mean, Dad, it's been centuries since you've been there, so. Oh, 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 oh! No, she didn't. She gonna first get on the prayer line, and then she gonna have something smart to say. Oh, centuries. Oh, <laughs> centuries, centuries. Oh, oh, oh. Look, you just make sure you come out successful in your first venture at school, all right? I'm handling mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see when the grades come out. Oh, yeah, one who's running from the bros. <laughs> I am. I still am, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're cute. Yeah, I want nothing to do with you. My daddy is cute. No, I know you're crazy. Leave me alone. I don't know. Oh, so that's Mo- I'm, I'm third. That's Morgan? Yeah, that's Morgan. Good morning, Morgan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, I'm just waiting on my dad to give me some money so I can go grocery shopping. Do you want to go ahead and pray, Shaz, when she want to come on talking noise? <laughs> Why you acting like you thought this wasn't gonna happen? Um, but can she can she apply for some little girls? Cause I know school college students get little girls. Huh? You know the food stamps. Can she apply for a car? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they can. Oh, it won't hurt but to try. Sure won't hurt but to try. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to have a work study job. You have to be working at least twenty hours a week <clears throat> doing work study in order to get that in college. Oh yeah. So yeah. So she most when I was down there, uh, most people couldn't even get them until they were like a junior or so. That was my experience. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was trying to help out. Because they sure will help, but I ain't scared of them. Because if you get one, throw me about $50 this way. (laughs) 
But I can say that I was, I sure enough had some. Man. Everybody, we all the black folks had them. You know, the white folks didn't have them. But we had them. They had them, but they had them on the low. Oh, is that what it was? Uh-huh, it'd be on the low. Oh, okay. Because I know the University of Alabama students, they stay out there at, 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 out there at the food stamp office. Can't even get in the door. Mm-hmm. 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 I didn't well, know anything about them. I just know that my roommate was like, we should go, and then everybody started doing it. And I just remember, like, oh, my God. Remember, that was back when the little coupon books would come? Oh, yeah, you could tell about the books. You could tell about the books back back then. Man, (laughs) and then we'd be... The five five color bill was green. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember being like, I said, oh, my God. And, And you always know knew when people got them because that's when they would have steak. Like, all of a sudden, everybody had steak and chicken bread. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, you know, little, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't cheap food. It was like steak and chicken bread. And so you yeah. always knew. And you know what? My grandmother used to get them. I used to love to go over her house or I'd leave my house in time enough to go before I go to school. I was walking to school. And I'll go by there and say, Grandma, give me one of them dollars out of that food stamp book so I can stop by the store and give me a snack. She'll pull me two of them bills out of there. Okay, let's roll, folks. I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were the times. No, oh, that must be you. Well, if there ain't nobody going to pray, I'm going to start on these lists so we can get these over with. Anybody got a prayer? Can you add my friend on there? I'll at least refer to your friend, but yes, I'll put it on the list. What's your friend's name again? Ebony oh, Pearson. Who? Ebony Pearson. Ebony Pearson, yes, I'll put her on the list. Lisa, are you in a position to pray? I'm about to be in like three minutes. All right, well, I'm going to start on the list. When you're in a position to pray, I want you to pray for Ebony Pearson. She's got some um, situations going on in her life. Okay. All right. All right. Now, who came over here and moved the list? Y'all just trying to get me started. Mm. Okay, all right. I'm about to go there this morning. You want stuff moving around the house again? Mm-hmm. No, not this time. I found it. We ain't got no power, so ain't no TV on. What is up? See? <clears throat> it's hmm. short so much. I've got to come out here and fix it. Like the whole block or... No, just it's a shorting the house somewhere. Something's going on. It keeps shorting out, and the TV and the phone is on that um circuit. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. 
Let me pray for the move family. I need to go under the gun, I need to go under the gun. I should have go say, 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 Sakra. Tarisa, Hushinka, Sakra. 
Carl County. Who should go see? 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 Things out, if so, but it's okay. Yes, you know, I find you. Uh, 
She's got some mental issues going on. She's trying to commit suicide, stuff like that. Ah, that's what I need to know. Okay. Mm. All right. Gracious and Heavenly Father, this morning, we come before you first, 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 foremost, and always, in the spirit of thanksgiving, thanking you for all of the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for awakening us up to a new day. Thank you for our faculties. Thank you for the activity of our limbs. Thank you that things are as well as they are. Thank you that our loved ones. Are still among the land of the living, Father. We just thank you. And that having been said, Father, we lift up Sister Evelyn to you this morning. We don't know the exact situation. We don't know all the things that may be plaguing her. We don't know all the situations and the circumstances that are going on now, that have gone on with her in the past, that leads her up to this point. But we know that you do. We know that you do, Father. We know that you have crafted her. We know that you have created her in your own image. We know that she was predestinated to be all that you would have for her to be. And so, Father, we just we just uplift her this morning. Whatever the struggles are, whatever the, the, the strife that is going on in her soul, whatever is causing the chaos and the confusion in her mind and in her spirit, we just lift it before you this morning, Father. This morning, I'm speaking directly to the spirit of suicide that is killing our babies, that is taking them. Now, I'm also speaking to the spirit of this society, of this society, the demons, the, 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 the negative spirits that is seeking to take our babies out, that is seeking to take out the souls of good people and cause them to, to want to harm themselves and to do um, drugs and alcohol and, and sex and all of these things that destroy their mind, spirits, and body. And so this morning I am speaking to you, Spirit, and I say that you will release this child this morning. You will release her as she tries to receive her education. She is doing the right thing. She is doing that which she should be doing responsibly in, in, in an effort to better her life. She is not out in the street. She is not out Robin's stealing and killing, but she is um, getting an education. She is doing that which she is supposed to do. So this morning, we just, we, we, we bind that spirit. We just find that spirit when we say that you will release this child. You will release this child. You will no longer wreak havoc in her life, whatever it is that you have taken a strong love, whatever it is that has happened to her in the past that you are using to cause this chaos and this confusion and unrest in her mind, you will release it. You will release her right now. Father, we just, we commanded that the enemy release this child, but what we will lose is peace. What we will lose is sanity. What we will lose is joy. We will lose is peace in her heart in her mind and in her spirit. Whatever it is, whatever it is that has happened that has has attached itself and that has pointed this seed, this cancerous growth in her spirit, uh, in her mind, in her heart, in her body, that will be taken away. We declare and agree that it will be taken away and she will be healed 
holy in her body, in her mind, in her spirit. She will be healed today, this day, in this moment, in this exact moment, she will be healed. We declare and decree that she will be sent whatever resources that she needs, whether it be professionally, whether it be a friend, family member, loved one, whatever or whoever that you see fit. We declare and decree that she will be sent resources that will help her to get better, that will help her to clear her mind, and, and that, will, that will help her and show her, lead and guide and direct her down the path that she should go a path that will illuminate her, a path that will show her uh, that, that where she would see herself the way that God sees her, which is not a person who is trouble, stress, and is strife. Hmm. Today, 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 right now, we just, excuse me, we declare and we decree in this moment that the strongholds are lifted, they are loose, the shackles will break and they will fall off and she will see herself the way that God sees her because we know that that is why people, that's why they, feel. That's why and how they are tricked into thinking that there is no other alternative because they just can't quite see themselves the way that God sees them and the enemy tricks them into believing that things are hopeless and that things will never get better and then he will send situation, situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance after circumstance to keep havoc and, and, and chaos and confusion in their lives so that they feel like the only way out is to just end it themselves. But we know that that is a lie. We know that this young lady has, that she has a calling on her life because you made her and you would not have made her for no reason. And so this day, this day, this day we declare healing, restoration, Clarity, peace, joy, all of the fruits of your spirit, we declare that they will fall on her today. And that this circumstance that has her confused, this circumstance, this situation in her mind, in her body, in her spirit, it will be corrected in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Father God, should have come brush, should have gone say, should have gone say, should have gone say, continue in Holy Spirit, you come to move in her life, should have gone say that her daughter, continue Holy Spirit, you to break the bondages and the yoke, should have continue Holy Spirit, you to shower and surround her with life, should have gone life, 
life, life, life, Lord. Life and that more abundantly. The Holy Spirit, the anointing of Christ, the Lord will fill her up, Father God. She will come to know you intimately, Lord. She will come and know you intimately, Father God. As you begin to surround her and minister to her, Lord, let her strengthen and encourage her, Lord. Let her not give up, Father. Lord, I read in your word, for those who like to boast, let them not boast in themselves, but boast in their God. So right now, Daddy God, I'm boasting that she's going to be totally set free. Right now, Daddy God, I am boasting that she's not going to be free, but she's going to be used as an example of what the Word of God can do. Right now, Daddy God, I'm believing that you have set the stage, Father, for a miraculous turnaround. I don't care what generational curses. I don't care what doors might be open in her life. None of that matters because your hand is upon her life, Father. And as Lisa said, Lord, because you created her, that means there is a divine purpose that she set for. So right now, Daddy God, the stage is set for you to move. I'm asking that you move in however miraculous way you need to move so she again will begin to know you intimately, Lord, regardless of what the doctors say, regardless of whether or not she saved or unsaved, she will come to you, Father. You will draw her to you, not just for salvation, but for healing and deliverance. Father God, the stage is set, Lord, so all that needs to be done, Father, so she begins to walk in you. We come against every demonic entity right now in the name of Jesus, every evil scheme right now in the name Name of Jesus. Everything that is dedicated that dedicated by God. That is not what you desire to do. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. I speak life, health, healing, salvation, and wholeness in her heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you want to go do your regular prayer, Lisa, before you do this good to get yeah. started? Uh-huh. That's fine. <coughs> that's how you start off your prayer. Damn, like, no, not at all. My eyes once you might have spread the love. Okay, <laughs> now, which, what regular prayer? Which? Just, oh, you said, do I want to do one or get mine? Now, do you want to do one? If you want me to pray for you, I'll do that as well. But I was asking, do you want to no. do it? Okay. Okay. The list from the list. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, whatever. You know, don't matter to me. Okay. 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 Yes. Yes, yes, all right, Father God, in the name of Jesus, this morning we come to you. We come to you this morning, Father, once again. And every time we open our mouth, we want to thank you. We always want to say thank you when we start off. We always want to come to you in the spirit of thanksgiving. We always want to say thank you for the things that you have done for us so that we do not just sit and just beg all the time, Father, but we acknowledge what you have already done. We want to acknowledge the things that you have already done in our lives. Hmm. Father, today, 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 our family, our prayer family, comes before you. Hmm. Just thanking you for the fellowship on this call, 
thanking you for the opportunity for all of us to continue to come together, and we praise and thank you for that, Father. We thank you for friendship. We thank you for family. We we, we thank you for the, the caring and the sharing and the love that flows from heart to heart on this line. We thank you for the opportunity um, and, and, and the trust and the security that we feel on this line so that we are able to just thank that we are able to just thank you, baby. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. I stuff out that. We just thank you that that we are able to have this forum. Maya, go back in. Please. Okay, talk to your dad. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Excuse me, you Just everywhere I go, I have a little duckling right at my heels. Interrupt in my prayer. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, God. We have to get repositioned. And so, yes, Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be on this line, the opportunity to um, come before you on a daily basis. And so this morning, we just ask that you flow through this line. We ask that you just have your way. We ask that whatever individuals who are on the line live, whatever it is that they need, because we all need different things and we all need different things on different days. Our needs are not always the same because our circumstances and our situations are not always the same. And so whatever it is that you would that you would have for us to get and receive on today, we just ask that you move in a mighty way to open up our hearts, minds, and spirits so that we do receive those things that they hit our spirits. I mean, that they hit our hearts and hit our spirits. Lord, we just ask that you, that that your word, that your word and the prayers and the messages on this line hit our spirits and hearts in such a way that it will make us want to do right when we don't want to do right, that it will make us want to say the right things when we don't want to say the right things, that it will make us go the places that we're supposed to go and see and do what we're supposed to do. Because the point of all of this is transformation, Father. It makes no difference if we're on this line all day, every day for hours, and there is no change. There is no transformation. And so this morning, we speak and we declare transformation that whoever and whatever we were previous to the word hitting our hearts will change us, that it will have the power to change us, that it will have the power to make us more like you. We declare and agree this day that this day, just like all the other days, will be powerful. It will be immensely powerful. That it will move. That your spirit will move on this line, 
and that everyone will be in one accord, flowing in your spirit on one accord, that our hearts be bound, our spirits will be bound together because we know that many are more powerful than one. And so, Father, that is what we declare and declare today. Thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for the mighty news in this call today in this line. We thank you in advance for the change and the transformation that is going to occur. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, this is pretty much your best time for prayer, right, Lisa? I'm sorry, what? This is pretty much your best time for prayer because you're going to be busy in about an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. After about nine, um, I'm going to be hemmed up until 12. All right. Okay. Tell you what I'm going to do then. I'm going to finish my three list and I'm going to pray for you. Okay, that's fine. All right. That's fine. All right. Okay, Father God. Continue to move him along that pathway. 
as you reveal to him that which you want him to know to stand to do, Lord. Should I speak life over him? Should I go around Let him be at peace, Father. Yes, should I go to Let him be at peace. Should I go to the Should I go to
So who am I speaking with now? Vanessa. I thought that was Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I'm messing with you, Vanessa. I know. <laughs> you about to make me sad. Ah. Well, let me see. You want to pray for some of these lists we got to pray for, Vanessa? Um, I'm here. Yes, sir. All right, we got a group of people to pray for, deceased, and I'm going to just shout them out, and you pick which one you want to pray for. We got deceased in hospice, abuse and addiction, pressure to minister in the families, congregations and church, unsaved. Um, so pick any of those groups you want to pray for. Father God, I would like to pray for people struggling with addiction. All righty now. Lord, I ask that you move in, in a in their lives in a way that that's just so unexpected. I think, Lord Jesus, sometimes when you're addicted, you just you you often feel like you're alone, but please, please move around these folks and let them know that they're not alone, that you're able, that you're a mighty God, that you're a faithful God, that you're a good, good Father, Lord, that you just love us no matter what. Nothing is too big for you to handle, Lord, that you are just, just the omnipotent one that just always grasp us and hold us when 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 man doesn't, Lord. When man doesn't understand, you understand, Lord. I pray that you just surround them with a mighty love and a mighty healing and a passion to want to be healed, Lord. Jesus, I just I just know that you can do this, Lord. Father God, nothing is too big for you. And and, and this I pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All righty now. All righty. Uh, before we continue, how long are you, do you have the opportunity to be on the line? I have about five minutes. Okay, well, I'm going to pray for you now then. Is that all right? Yes, sir. All righty. Father God, Vanessa. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, it's like what I see is like, you know, picture a classroom setting, mm-hmm. and you've been in the class, and you've been struggling with certain things, but now it's like another teacher has come in, and so now you are beginning to grasp hold of that which you've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. You're beginning to see, whereas before you would you would try to, you know, go in the back of the class, hope they don't call on me. Now it's like to the point you come, you sit at the front because you're, you're, you're learning, you're taking notes, and you, because what it is, you're seeing. You're getting an understanding, whereas before you didn't quite understand it, but now you see it and it makes sense. And it's the same subject matter, but now because of just life situations and circumstances and mostly the hand of God, it's like I got it now. 
I understand, and you're actually eager to go and learn. So, Father God, I want you to just continue to pour down inside of this woman of God, this vessel that you have, Lord. Continue to pour down as you speak life, revelation, healing, anointing, Father God, and give her the courage to stand and to stand there for mm, mm, mm. And see, I see that because before the battles that were in front of you, you would have pulled away from, but now because of this life and this revelation that's entering you, it's giving you the strength to stand and to face these battles. It's giving you the strength to let God be God and not pull away. See, you're understanding how to walk in the strength and anointing of God rather than trying to stand in yourself. Because, see, when you were standing in yourself, you were feeling tired, worn out, and beat down. But now, yes, God, because you are understanding how to tap into God and allow him to pour forth inside of you, now you are beginning to stand and you're beginning to allow the anointing of God, the power of God to enter inside of you. And it's encouraging you. It's strengthening you. It's healing, delivering, empowering you. So just continue to move in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you'll be blessed. I pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Because I I do have a tendency to not like confrontation. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Thank you so much. And I'm doing my homework, too. All right. All right. Now, that's a beautiful thing. That's what's important. Okay. I'm headed off to a doctor's appointment. So thank you guys so much and be blessed. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. What else we got? Pretty sure Arthur did unsaved. She just did um, abuse and addiction. Uh... Chat, what do you want? I don't want to be bothered with you. Okay, pray for deceased in hospital. Should it go surrender? Precious to many children and the family, she will go say 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 she will go um, what else we got? Pressure diminishing in the family, seeking hospice, abuse, and addiction. Uh, what else we got? I don't know. Prison is a missionary. Did that one. Deceased in hospitals, abuse, and expression, man, and families. That might be everybody. Deceased in hospitals, abuse, and addiction, unsaved, pressure them in the families, prisoners and missionaries. I think that's everybody. Okay. 
So we do the rest of the list, which are walking in the realm of the supernatural. Um Okay. Anyway, what am I doing? I'm walking around the supernatural. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Hush, you go, say, 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 you go, saraka, sakara. Grace, mercy, and favor. Run it, go into the gander, 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 go into the Financial breakthroughs and turn around. Shit, you go say, 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 shit, you Pieces of passes all understanding. Hundred of Gosashi to Gosashi to Gosashi to Gosaraka, Sakara. Ability to stand and stand there for. Yet it'll go say she to Gosashi to Gosaranda, Sakara. Peace. Uh, peace passes all understanding. What else we got? Um. Okay, now this is getting kind of crazy. Yes, you go say she 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 go
No no by you for Russia to go say she 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 go Pray for you for Russia to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Sakura. Supernatural superhuman strength you to go near the to go near the guy to go into the guy Sakura. Sakura. Health, healing, restoration. Share it because it goes straight. It goes straight. It goes straight. And I can't think of anything else. Can anybody think of anything? Okay, well, if not, okay, so I will send out a text so we can do reading. And y'all can listen to my music.
All right. Do the lesson. Y'all ready? Anybody? All right. Okay. Good morning. How are you? I'm here. Not complaining. And you? Okay. Okay. Oh, you want to go ahead and open us up in prayer, dear? Okay. So would you like to open up in prayer? Get ready to do the reading. Sure. Okay. Father God, we thank you for another day. We thank you for the present of this moment where two or three and gather you are. As we go through this reading, we speak that communication is made clear. We speak that there are no distractions. We speak that let everything we hear be placed exactly where it needs to be. Let us receive the seeds and the revelation and the information that you would like us to receive today, O oh Lord, for our edification and for your glory. And we thank you in advance. Um, for all that you will do for us and in us today so that we can draw closer to you and 
remove less of ourselves so that we can go through the process, we can go through every situation and issue, listening to you and not to ourselves. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me clearly, or do I need to go off speaker? Um, no, I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Okay. All right. Friendship with God, the pain and the glory. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, to say, uh, yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Matthew 11, 9-11. Jesus said that John was more than a prophet. It seems to me that he displayed all of the fivefold giftings. He functioned as an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, and even pastor. See Ephesians 4 and 11. He was mightily gifted and anointed. And yet Jesus said, he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. I'm a long way from fully understanding that statement of Christ, but I see this much. There are those who aren't highly gifted or anointed by God. They're very simple people. They may not have many leadership skills. Perhaps the best they can do is serve in a corner, maybe mopping the floor or cleaning the toilets. But even though these servants are not highly talented, they do what they can do, faithfully loving the Lord in purity and simplicity, using the very little they have to wash the feet of Jesus. In heaven, that kind of love would be considered great and will be rewarded greatly because it wasn't a love that was kindled by a desire to attain great accomplishment. They didn't love Jesus because he gave them a ministry of following or honor among men. They just love Jesus because of who he is. They could have wished for more, but they served God faithfully without simply, without self-pity or bitterness, even though the best they could do was the most many of our tasks. Their faithfulness had nothing to do with the ministry function, but had to only do with the relationship. They didn't serve because of human recognition, but because their hearts were with his. In eternity, the Lord will affirm that kind of love as the greatest. I'm discovering it's possible to be successful before men, but, but barren before God. The Lord is teaching me that my sense of success is to be found in his presence. When I'm relating to him in a bound and abandoned love, I'm successful, period. Ministry accomplishments can deceive men into thinking they are a measure of God's approval on my life. There's a place in God where I really gain my sense of identity and fulfillment by worshiping him. Excuse me. Ah. Excuse me. There's a place in God where I really gain my sense of identity and fulfillment by worshiping him and gazing upon his face. I've caught a glimpse of this, and I'm after it with all my heart. What made John the Baptist the greatest prophet of all time was nothing in John that made him the greatest prophet, because we can look in the Bible and find other prophets with much more spectacular ministries. Elijah and Elisha saw incredible miracles and supernatural signs through their ministry. John had no miracles. Isaiah and Jeremiah wrote books of the Bible. John wrote none. Moses had overpowering encounters with the visible, awesome glory of God. 
John never experienced anything that dramatic in his lifetime. So what made John the Baptist the greatest prophet of all time? It was this. He was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. Because he served the feet of Jesus, he was the greatest prophet. Greatness is found in proximity to Jesus. Hmm. This is what made the 12 apostles of the Lamb so great and distinct from all other apostles. They served the bridegroom. So their greatness had nothing to do with who they were, but with who Jesus is. He is the great one. He is the altogether glorious bridegroom. And the kingdom is not what you know, but who you know. God gives preferential treatment to his sons. It's like the business owner mightn't have several employees more qualified for the position. But who does he pick to succeed him as general manager? His own son. Jesus didn't have anything to do. Jesus didn't have to do anything to get the father to be with him. He didn't have to pass any tests. He didn't have to accomplish anything. The father was with him from day one because of their relationship. The disciples were able to move out in healing and deliverance ministry, not because of what they had learned or attained, but because of their proximity and relationship to Jesus. It's interesting to note that one time they can't minister effectively to a demonic, it's at a time when Jesus had gone away and is on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. The other disciples began to feel the absence of Jesus, even as the Israelites felt the absence of Moses when he stayed up on Mount Sinai for 40 days to be with God. In Moses' absence, the Israelites ended up erecting a golden calf. The disciples didn't fashion a gold calf while Jesus was on the mountain, but they did lose it. They felt distant from Jesus and thus were unable to cast the demon out of the boy. The Lord will only work with those who remain close to him. The Old Testament prophets were simply men who knew God. They were devoted to the presence and face of God. Elijah had this expression when referring to the Lord, before whom I stand. Above all else, Elijah was a man who lived in the presence of God. An important ingredient to doing kingdom exploits is to stay close to the feet of Jesus. Those who really know him do get preferential treatment. All right, I guess I'll just stop it there. Oh, Lord. Maybe, maybe not. Put your own. You want me to keep reading or not? Mm -hmm. Is that the end of the passage? I'm keep reading. Okay. So you want to be God's friend, do you? Do you want to be John the Baptist, where camels here and eat locusts and wild honey? Do you want to be imprisoned in the prime of your life and thus cut off from the land of the living? You may want to reconsider and look at how God treats his friends. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have stopped before. <laughs> it's quite illuminating to study the lives of the prophets and see how God treats his friends. For starters, look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah lived a very unhappy life in worldly terms, that is. He paid a high price in loneliness because of his willingness to accept the divine call. He was reproached, ostracized, persecuted, misunderstood, a man of strife, and a man of contention to the whole earth, Jeremiah 15 and 10. It's interesting to note that many of the Jews thought that Jesus was Jeremiah come back again, which shows they acknowledged the reproach and ostracization that Christ experienced. Jeremiah was not permitted to take a wife or to have children, Jeremiah 16 and 2. He wasn't allowed to attend funerals, 16 and 5. He wasn't allowed to go to parties, 16 and 8. He couldn't even attend weddings, 16 and 9. His social life was lousy. 
There was only one source of joy in Jeremiah's life. Your words were found, and I ate them. Your words was to me joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts, Jeremiah 15 and 16. On the human level, Jeremiah appeared to live a very underprivileged lifestyle. But at the internal level, he knew the incredible joy of feasting on God's words. There's a joy in eating the word of God's mouth that exceeds that of all other earthly joys combined. Jeremiah had tapped into a dimension of love relationship with God that was worth all the pain that the rejection and resistance brought him. There's another prophet in the Bible who was totally surrendered and consecrated to the purposes of God. He paid a steep price as a result. Because of his abandonment to God, God came to him and said, I'm going to kill your wife. Before you read any further, can you guess whose life the Lord whose wife the Lord killed because of this man's consecration and obedience to God? He's a great prophet and true friend of God, but he paid a very high personal price to be used of the Lord. I'm referring to the prophet Ezekiel. You can read the story in Ezekiel twenty four how God snuffed out his wife's life. Not only did God kill Ezekiel's wife, but then God proceeded to tell Ezekiel how he was how mm, I remember that now. Okay. How he was to handle the grief. God told him, Son of man, behold, I take away from you the desire of your eyes with one stroke. Yet you shall neither mourn nor weep, nor shall your tears run down. Sigh in silence. Make no mourning for the dead. Bind your turban on your head. Put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your lips. Do not eat a man's bread or salt. So I spoke to the people in the morning, and that evening my wife died. And the next morning I did as I was commanded, Ezekiel 24, 16 to 18. Hmm. Y'all talk about me being devoid of feelings now. What incredible consecration when a man is so surrendered to God that God can even take away his wife away from him. He might have been happy. I didn't say that. (laughs) Okay. What incredible consecration when a man is so surrendered to God that God can even take away his wife from him, and he continues to serve God with devotion and passion. Some of the people who suffer the most in the Bible had the greatest anointing on their lives. Their willingness to embrace the anointing of death qualified them to share in Christ's suffering as they travailed together all the creation for the release of God's glory on earth. So you want to be God's friend, are you sure? He doesn't treat his friends like men treat their friends. Paul realized this because when he said he wanted to know him, he realized he had to get to know him in the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, being conformed to his death, because there's really no other way to get to know him. If you want to be Jesus' friend, you must go with him to the cross. If a great revelation of Christ has come to you, know this, the great pain is also about to come to you. You cannot see God without paying a great price personally. Ezekiel discovered this. Oh, what glory he saw caught up in the very heavens. But God killed his wife and gave him a very painful relationship with the Jewish elders. Jesus knew God best and suffered the most. Look at the prophets, and for all the knowing of God and insight into his glory, they were among the most persecuted, harassed, misunderstood, rejected, lonely people on the face of the earth. God called Abraham his friend because he was willing to kill his only son. Hosea had to marry a harlot who would spurn Hosea's love and faithfulness and desert him. Paul had an incredible revelation of Christ, but also suffered. He also had to suffer and match. Second Corinthians eleven twenty four to twenty eight. Friendship with God is a pathway to pain, but also great glory. 
Why did these men endure such pain? Because they had tapped into an inner wellspring. They had an inner life with God in which the glory of God maintained, refreshed, and energized them. Oh, the joy of knowing the glory of God. Oh, the delight of intimacy with his face. Even the roughest personalities disintegrate in the presence of God's manifest glory. Simon Peter is a great example here. He is fascinating to notice what happened to Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus in glory, and Peter saw all of it. When Moses and Elijah began to depart, Peter just had to speak up. Let's read the account again. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory, and the two men stood with him. Then it happened, as they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah, not knowing what he said, Luke 9, 23 through 30, Luke 9, 32 through 33. Peter was so enraptured with the glory of God that he tried to prolong the glory by suggesting that Jesus postpone the closing of the meeting. He was so caught up in the inebriated in the glory of God that he didn't even know what he was saying. Now, Peter was one of, the, one of these effusive, emotive, gushy, weepy types. He was rather coarse. I'm sorry. Now, Peter was not one of those effusive, emotive, gushy, weepy types. He was rather coarse, rough, opinionated, conf- conf- confrontative, impulsive, outspoken fellow with a prophetic sort of personality. In other words, he wasn't the kind of guy that wanted unending prayer meetings. He kept falling asleep at the most, in particular, most important one. Long worship services, just loving to hang out in the presence of God. But here's a matter of fact, let's go on with it. Peter's so caught up in the glory of God that he just wants to build some tents right there so they can keep all the meeting going. Peter's so overcome with the touch of God's glory that he reduced to a blubbering mess. Even as the glory of God melted, tough as nails Peter in this type of way, the Lord wants to melt your heart as well with the glory of his manifest presence. Is this well spirit this is wellspring of glory that he opens up to most of his intimate friends? There's no price tag hot too high for living in the glorious presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bring on the pain. It is, light and, it is a light and momentary affliction. We are his friends, and we are destined for great glory. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're at it again. We're moving out. We're moving in. Okay, but what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it was written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will share your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he, Matthew 11, 9 through 11. Jesus said that John was more than a prophet. It seems to me that he displayed all of the fivefold giftings. He functioned as an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, and even pastor, see Ephesians 4 and 11. He is mightily gifted and anointed, and yet Jesus said, he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Okay, I'm going to just grab my Bible real quick because I want to see Ephesians 4 and 11. If I can find my Bible, actually, I think it's still in a truck. Hebrews 4 11? No, um, Ephesians. Ephesians. Okay. Ephesians 4 11. 
And Ephesians 4 and 11 says, um, okay, again, bro, we got to read it in context. So, okay. um, starting at verse 7, he says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. So basically he's talking about the fivefold giftings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he said Jesus he said that John was more than a prophet. But it seems that he displayed all those fivefold giftings. His function as apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and even pastor. He's mildly gifted and anointed, and yet Jesus said, He who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. You know, and I and actually I mean just thinking about the fivefold gifts, and there are actually probably very few people who can who actually flow in those all five of those giftings, not claiming that they can do it, but who actually flow in that capacity. Right. Now, I would say this: there will be times that we would touch. Now, I would say this: we on this line, we, you know, but it's not one person. <laughs> Because I, I, I notice that we're on the line, we flow in different capacities, and we'll be able to, you know, come to different conclusions and revelations. But it's a joint effort. It's not, it's not one of us doing it. So I, I know we touch on a lot of different things on this line, and that's the strength of this line. But as far as one individual doing it, no, we haven't. No, we all good. Right. And I'm gonna me personally. I ain't mad. I ain't trying to do it. That's just. Mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> I'm a long way from fully understanding that statement of Christ, but I see this much. There are are those who aren't highly gifted or anointed by God. They are very simple people. They may not have many leadership skills, and perhaps the best they can do is serve in a corner, maybe mopping the floor or cleaning the toilets. But even though these servants are are not highly talented, they do what they can do. Faithfully loving the Lord in purity and simplicity, using the very little they have to wash the feet of Jesus. In heaven, that kind of love will be considered great and will be rewarded because it was, wasn't a love that was kindled by a desire to obtain great accomplishments. They didn't love Jesus because he gave them a ministry or following or honor among men. They just loved Jesus because of who he is. They could have wished for more, but they served God faithfully without self-pity or bitterness, even though the best they could do was the most menial of a task. 
that faithfulness had nothing to do with ministry function, but had only to do with relationship. They didn't serve because of human recognition, but because their heart was his. In eternity, the Lord will affirm that kind of love is the greatest. I'm discovering it's possible to be successful before men, but barren before God. The Lord is teaching me that my sense of success is to be found in his presence. When I'm relating to him in abandoned love, I'm successful, period. Ministry accomplishments can deceive me into thinking they are the measure of God's approval in my life. There's a place in God where I really can gain my sense of identity and fulfillment by worshiping him and gazing upon his face. I've caught a glimpse of this, and I'm after it all in my heart. And that, and that's what we have to, and I'm going to say that's just part of the struggle to, you know, recognize that that uh, what we think and the way God thinks is totally different. You know, and why I say it's a struggle because as you grow in Christ and, and, and as you, as you, you know, I mean, growth in Christ, God desires, it doesn't matter wherever we are, God desires all of us to grow. And growing in him means basically getting to know him and, and and coming close to him. But as you draw closer to Christ, you're going to experience different things. It's just, it's just you know, par for the course. Now, just like I was talking with you, telling you, Felicia, you, about being a leader, you, you don't want to be considered a leader. And I said, well, great, be the best follower. But what happens is you're going to draw others just because of your walk. And it's not that you're trying. So if you're getting closer to Christ, others are going to come because they because they're, cause they see things in you that they recognize and they need help with whatever it is they're dealing with in life. Your light is going to draw, draw men to you. That's what the Word of God says. So if you keep growing in Christ, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna draw people to you, good and bad. So I'm saying I have to say this. So as you begin to have these successes and, and these victories in life, that's that's the thing which we have to recognize, and that's why I say it's a struggle for us not to get caught up in the victories about what we did or what we achieved or how we did. Mm-mm. Basically, God worked through you, and we need to continue to keep ourselves humble. We need to keep ourselves understanding we're nothing but vessels. Because if we start getting caught up in our victories and the things that we did, then you know that's just that's just beginning to open in the door. Remember what what we read about spirit, soul, and body that the flesh has a nature of its own. Mm-hmm. The soul has its own nature, and the spirit has its own nature. So all these have their own nature, and all of them want to be in charge. So if we start feeding the flesh those praises and those accomplishments and those things that we did then we start feeding our flesh. It starts growing in strength and gaining strength, and sooner or later it'll come back, hey, I'm back, woo, yeah. Like in Beetlejuice, yeah, over here. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What made John the Baptist the greatest prophet of all time? It was nothing in John and John that made him the greatest prophet because we can look in the Bible and find other prophets who had much more spectacular ministries. Elijah and Elisha saw incredible miracles and supernatural signs through their ministries. John had no miracles. Isaiah and Jeremiah wrote books of the Bible. John wrote none. Moses had overpowering encounters with the visible, awesome glory of God. John never experienced anything that dramatic in his lifetime. 
So what made John the greatest prophet of all time? It was this. He was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. Because he served the feet of Jesus, he was the greatest prophet. Greatness is found in proximity to Jesus. This is what made the 12 apostles of the Lamb so great and distinct from all other apostles. They served the bridegroom. So their greatness had nothing to do with him. Their grace had nothing to do with who they were, but with who Jesus is. He is the great one. He is altogether the glorious bridegroom. And that's that's something that, because, you know, I, I've often wondered, too, you know, John the Baptist, not that I really looked into great exploits, but considerably among all other prophets and the great people in the Bible, what did he do? But, again, God says he's the greatest of all, all the prophets. So, that, that, that again, that's looking at how differently God thinks than we think. You know, we like Moses, he parted the Red Sea, or well, you understand what I'm saying. He was used to part the Red Sea. He rescued the, the Hebrews from out of Egypt. You know, Elijah and Elisha, all the great things. And but he said John the Baptist is the greatest. Hmm. And the kingdom is not what you do. And the kingdom is not. And the kingdom is not what you know, but who, but who you know. God gives preferential treatment to his sons. It's like the business owner who might have several employees more qualified for the position, but who does he pick to succeed him as a general manager? His own son. Jesus didn't have to do anything to get the father to be with him. He didn't have to pass any tests. He didn't have to accomplish anything. The father was with him from day one because of their relationship. Disciples are able to move out on in healing and deliverance ministry, not because of what they learned or attained, but because of their proximity, proximity of a relationship to Jesus. And it's interesting to note that at one time they can't minister effectively to, the, to a demoniac. It's a time when Jesus had gone away and is on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. The other disciples began to feel the absence of Jesus, even as the Israelites felt the absence of Moses when he stayed up on Mount Sinai for 40 days to be with God. In Moses' absence, the Israelites ended up erecting a golden calf. The disciples didn't fashion a gold calf while Jesus was on the mountain, but they did lose it. They felt distant from Jesus, and they thus was unable to cast a demon out of the boy. The Lord will only work with those who remain close to him. The Old Testament prophets were simply men who knew God. They were devoted to the presence and face of God. Elijah had this expression referring to the Lord, before whom I stand, above all else. Elijah was a man who lived in the presence of God. An important ingredient to doing kingdom exploits is to stay close to the feet of Jesus. Those who really know him do get preferential treatment. Hmm. It's not what what you know, but it's who you know. Because he, the store owner, you know, all these other qualified people, but he chose his son to be the general manager of relationship. And so that's the type of thing that we need to understand and walk in. And it's our relationship to Christ, just as simple. Case in point, it's our relationship to Christ. And we just need to let Christ guide us in all things and let his spirit and his anointing just carry us and increase us. And so if that's the case, then what do we need to work on? We need to work on staying in contact with Jesus. We need to work in a stand close relationship to Jesus. You know, so not so much the works, but the one who gave us the works, the master, and that's our purpose. Not even just that, it's the obedience, though, as well, because, you know, you even like dealing in the natural, you might have that company that 
the son is not pleased, but but it's all about how much he obeys the voice of the father and how much discipline he has. Mm. You know. So okay, Lord. You know, so it's that's okay. Yeah, it's all about the obedience because he even says obedience is better than sacrifice. So you can be a son and be looked over, but that's because you were looked over because you were still doing your own thing. You know, he was looking for us to be obedient, and that's what John the Baptist was. He was very obedient. I mean, you know, who wants to be out in the wilderness somewhere, you know, in the most itchiest clothing, eating honey and berries, and just continuing to say, you know, prepare. I'm preparing the way. It's like, how long was he out there? You know, we we don't know how long he was out in the wilderness doing that, but he was obedient enough to be out there in the wilderness and and letting people. Wow, and even still, people were fighting him. Even though he was out there in the middle of nowhere, people were coming to him and and listening to what he had to say, you know, about God and and the Savior of the world that was supposed to be coming. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Where we at? Okay. Okay. So you want to be God's friend on this part here. It's hilarious. Really, God? And I said I wanted to keep reading. So you want to be God's friend, do you? Do you want to be? Do you want to be John the Baptist with a camel's hair and eat locusts and wild honey? Do you want to be imprisoned in the prime of your life and then cut off from the land of the living? You may want to reconsider and look at how God treats his friend. And see, y'all bust at me because I be laughing. See, 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 and then y'all okay. Mm-hmm. Just listen to what I'm reading. That's all I got to say. It's quite illuminating to study the lives of the prophets and see how God treats his friends. For starters, look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah lived a very unhappy life, in worldly terms, that is. He paid a high price in loneliness because of his willingness to accept the divine call. His willingness to accept the divine call. He was reproached, 
ostracized, persecuted, misunderstood, a man of strife, a man of contention to the whole earth, Jeremiah 15 and 10. It's interesting to note that many of the Jews thought that Jesus was Jeremiah come back again, which shows they acknowledged the reproach and ostracization that Christ experienced. Well, from listening to this man's point of view, now we can understand why Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He was reproached, ostracized, persecuted, misunderstood. A man of strife, a man of contention to the whole earth, not just... (laughs) That's bad. To the whole earth. (laughs) That ain't even funny. So I guess he had a lot to cry about. Jeremiah was not permitted to take his wife or to have children. Now, let's see this one here. Now, this, we talk about, you know, ostracization. Jeremiah was not permitted to take a wife or to have children, Jeremiah 16 and 12. He wasn't allowed to attend funerals. Now, why couldn't he go to funerals? He wasn't allowed to go to parties. Well, okay, I can see that one because I know how Eric could get down. He couldn't even attend weddings. Jesus even went to weddings, but Jeremiah couldn't. His social life was lousy. There was only one source of joy in Jeremiah's life. Your words were found, and I ate them. Your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts, Jeremiah 15 and 16. On the human level, Jeremiah appeared to live a very underprivileged lifestyle. But at the internal level, he knew the incredible joy and feast on God's words. There's a joy in eating the word of God's mouth that exceeds that of all other earthly joys combined. Jeremiah had tapped into a dimension of love relationship with God that was worth all the pain that the rejection and resistance brought him. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around, but what, what was that that Pam read on the, on the business mastermind where she said that, People do all this struggle to impress others they don't like, spend money that they don't have. It was, but it was, I don't know if she's on the line, but basically it was funny. Based off talking about how you know people trying to impress, keep up with the Joneses, they go yeah. to all. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I hope you're talking about how people. Okay. Uh, too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. Can you read you one? Okay. Yeah. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. So listening to that, and then when looking at Jeremiah's social life, he wasn't allowed to attend funerals, weddings, parties. This is the thing. We do a lot of these things for reasons other than ourselves, that we don't even enjoy them. But we do them because I need to go. I feel led to go. Somebody called. And I'm not saying there are not times when we have to do that, but... What really, this this is the point I want to make. When you truly come in contact with who God formed you to be, who God called you to be, that's where you're going to really experience real joy. He had joy in eating the word of God. 
he had joy in just sitting there. I can just imagine that he would sit there and read, and he it would just, just light up on the inside of him. And, and he said, eating the Word of God. He didn't say reading. So that that's even shows you the, the difference of how he, how he partook of God's Word. So to him, if he had went to these other things, he would have been doing exactly what, what Pam just read, spending money he doesn't have, do things he don't like to impress people, you know. He'd have been doing all so he would have been living a lie. And that's what we need to understand. When we truly come in contact of who God formed us to be and begin to live in accordance with, that's where your true joy, your true power. Now, I, I jokingly said, well, Jesus went to a wedding. Okay? So, but Jeremiah, for whatever, who he was formed to be, who God formed to be, he didn't even need to go to weddings. He didn't need to go to parties, but that's who God formed him to be. So if he'd have been struggling and getting that, I'm going to do he would have been walking out of his divine calling and out of his divine purpose. And that's what we need to understand. We That's why, again, why I talk about the Holy Spirit as your own personal mentor, because you have to find out who you are. Nobody can do that for you. That's you, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's that's your that's your whole job. Find out who you are. Find out what giftings and what callings you are. Just as when Pat, when um when Lisa prayed for this girl, because the fact that she's born, she has a divine purpose. But now she's got to find it. The only way she can find it is to get in contact with the one who created her. So those are the things that, so when I talk about a struggle, these are our, our, our eternal struggles until our, our, our internal our struggles while we're on this side of this of this earth that we're going to have. And we have to begin to recognize that and allow that and just let God grow us up and develop us and get us up out of ourselves. Okay, I'm going back to reading. Mm-hmm. There's another prophet in the, well, yeah, I mean, Jeremiah was not permitted to take a wife or to have children, Jeremiah 16 and 2. He wasn't allowed to attend funerals, 16 and 5. He wasn't allowed to go to parties, 16 and 8. He couldn't even attend weddings, 16 and 9. His social life was lousy. There was only one source that joined Jeremiah's life. Your words were found and I ate them. And your word to me was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Jeremiah 15 and 16. On the human level, Jeremiah appeared to live a very underprivileged lifestyle. But at the internal level, he knew the incredible joy of feasting on God's word. There's a joy in eating the words of God's mouth that exceeds that of all other earthly joys combined. Jeremiah had tapped into a dimension of love relationship with God that was worth all the pain that the rejection and resistance brought him. There's another prophet in the Bible who was totally surrendered and consecrated in the purposes of God, and he paid a steep price as a result. Because of his abandonment to God, God came to him and said, I'm going to kill your wife. Now, that's deep. Because just, just, just. when I'm reading, I was trying to remember who he's talking about, and I was like, who is he talking about? I see, check this out. People talk about what God won't do. This is God, right? I'm going to kill your wife. Again, you got to understand the character of God. Now, why did he do that? It's a whole lot of reasons, okay? So, again, people tell us, see, people take one verse and run out of context, and no, 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 no. God is God. He has divine covenant purposes to what he does and why he does. Our thinking is nowhere near even touching his. 
So when he came to this man of God, this man who was in a position of prominence, this man who was in a position, he was trying to let others see how you are to walk in spite of mourning, sorrow, and tragic circumstances. You are to let nothing pull you away from my presence. See, again, talking about how God treats his friend, how God treats those in leadership positions, because you have to be an example of the power and the anointing of God. Because of his abandonment to God, God came to him and said, I'm going to kill your wife. Before you read any further, can you guess whose wife the Lord killed because of his man's consecration and obedience to God. He was a great prophet and true friend of God, but he paid a very high personal price to be used of the Lord. I'm referring to the prophet Ezekiel. You can read the story in Ezekiel 24 of how God snuffed out his wife's life. Not only did God kill Ezekiel's wife, but then God proceeded to tell Ezekiel how he was to handle this grief. God told him, Son of man, Behold, I take away from you the desire of your eyes with one stroke. Yet you shall neither mourn nor weep, nor should tears run down. Hold, wait a minute, hold, hold, hold. You better not cry. Man, you just took away my wife that I've been with. You better not even mourn. Come on now, get this. Now, we talk about emotions, spirit, soul, and body. God is saying, this is what you're not to do. Now, check this out. When you are faced with something that you could trust and believe this is a struggle and God gave you an order, then what you are to do is to turn right around to God. Well, look, Lord, if I'm going to do this, I need the strength. I can't do this on my own. It's a natural reaction to cry, not even to mourn. If God's going to give you an order, any kind of thing, see, again, understand what I'm saying. If he's going to tell you not to do these things in and of yourself, you're not going to be able to do it. So you're going to have to turn right around and ask God to empower you. He's not going to tell you to do something that you're not capable of doing. Get that understanding. Now, you will not be capable of doing it in and of yourself. That's a very strong possibility. But you can turn it over to Jesus. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, again, this is something else that God uses to teach us how to get us up out of ourselves. Because on the natural, it makes no sense. I, I can't mourn. I can't even cry. I can't even whimper. God doesn't have to help him get to that point. And God is willing. He's not going to put you in a position to give you this kind of demand upon your life and then not give you that which you do and enable you to do it. That's just That would be out of character of God. See, this is why I say you got to learn about God. Holy Spirit has revealed these things to you. But that, that is not the God that we serve. And, and if you think it is, then, then, then you need to have some transformation and some deeper revelation in your life. 
see, again, that's why I say that, that mentoring, that one-on-one, because, see, these are some walks can't nobody do for you because you're going to hear some things. <laughs> Look, I, again, I'm walking in America right now. Very, everybody in the mommies, they ain't going to have, okay, okay, okay. My biggest thing is, uh, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen. And, see, that's what he's talking about, standing in proximity to Jesus. My biggest struggle was trying to hear from God to see what he's doing so I can stay in connection with God. See, when you're doing that, that's not even getting in contact with the naysayers and those who came because you really don't have time. Because to stay in that kind of connection with God, it requires a lot. Imagine, God, I'm going to take away your wife. Can't you imagine, like, what? That ain't God, really. That's what his word said. And then, don't you whimper, don't you cry, don't, what? Okay? So, again, God would not tell you to do something if he did not empower you to do it. And if nothing else, please get that message right there. Son, man, behold, I take away from you the desire of your eyes with one stroke. Wow, one stroke. You're going to wake up, she's going to be dead. She ain't going to get sick. She ain't going to get ill. No, wham, it's over with. She's going to wake up dead. Yet you should neither mourn nor weep, nor should tears run down. Mm. Now, I'm going to let you do what? Sigh in silence. Okay, I need to just have a moment. Let me get away from everybody. But you're going to do it in silence. Make no mourning for the dead. Bind your turban on your head and put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your lips. Do not eat man's bread of sorrow. Basically, go on about your business like ain't nothing else happened. Really, God? Really? That that's what you want, really, God. So I spoke to the people in the morning, and that evening my wife died. And the next morning, I did as I was commanded. Ezekiel twenty four sixteen through eighteen. And we talk about the challenges we have in our life. What incredible consecration when man is so surrendered to God that God can even take away his wife from him, and he continues to serve God with devotion and passion. Ooh. With devotion and passion, not just going through the motions. Some of the people who suffered the most in the Bible had the greatest anointing on their lives. Their willingness to embrace the anointing of death qualified them to share in Christ's sufferings as they travail together with all creation for the release of God's glory in the earth. Ooh, come on now. Some of the people who suffer the most in the Bible had the greatest anointing on their lives. Their willingness to embrace the anointing of death qualified them to share in Christ's suffering as they travail together with all creation or the release of God's glory in the earth. So you want to be God's friend? Are you sure? He doesn't treat his friends like men treat their friends. Paul realized this because when he said, I wanted to know him, he realized he had to get to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, because there's really no other way to get to know him. 
If you want to be Jesus' friend, you must go with him to the cross. If a great revelation of Christ has come to you, know this, great pain is also about to come to you. You cannot see God without paying a great price personally. Mm. Mm. There's really no other way to get to know him. Death on the cross. Mortification of our mortification of our flesh. The fellowship of his sufferings. You write that and there, everybody like, you know what? I'm good. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I ain't mad at you. Better go ahead and get up off this bus right now because it ain't turning around. And just go ahead and walk back to see. You ain't going to get transportation back to where you are. You're going to have to walk back on your own. Because God has a mission and a purpose. If you choose to get off to do your own thing, that's fine. That's fine. Remember, this is this is an opportunity of free will. <clears throat> free will. You cannot see God without paying a great price personally. Ezekiel discovered this. Oh, what glory he saw, caught up into the very heavens. But God killed his wife and gave him a very painful relationship with Jewish elders. Hold on, wait a minute. Not only did he kill his wife to... To, to you know that little that wife was hopefully some type of comfort to you. Now I'm gonna put these Jewish elders in that place who ain't gonna do nothing but give you pain and agony. Come on now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That ain't God, really. Okay, we're reading this here. This is His Word. This 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 book is breaking down. He's taking us to Scripture. He's not making up some story. He's breaking down what the Lord has revealed to him. He's put it in a book so that we can get it, and then we're feeding and we're seeing it for ourselves. When people say, oh, God went to God, really, they don't, they don't understand God. And look, and even with what we're doing, we're real limited. We just might be a little bit further down the road than they are. Well, I just talked about that bus, that bus. They got off the bus a little bit further back. We were just dumb enough to keep riding Ezekiel discovered this. Oh, what glory he saw, caught up to the very heavens. But God killed his wife and gave him a very painful relationship with Jewish elders. Jesus knew God best and suffered the most. Look at the prophets. And for all the knowing of God and insight into his glory, they were among the most persecuted, harassed, misunderstood, rejected, lonely people on the face of the earth. God called Abraham his friend because he was willing to kill his only son. Hosea had to marry Harlot, who spurned Hosea's love and faithfulness and deserted him. Paul had an incredible, incredible revelation of Christ, but he also suffered, but he also had to suffer in the match. Second Corinthians eleven twenty four to twenty eight. Friendship with God is a pathway of pain, but also of great glory. Why did these men endure such pain? Because they had tapped into an inner wellspring. They had an inner life with God in which the glory of God maintained. Refresh and energize them. Hmm. Okay, now look. I'm going to just read this again. Why did these men endure such pain? Because they tapped into an inner wellspring. They had an inner life of God in which the glory of God maintained, refreshed, and energized them. 
And to be very honest with you, I can only say this. Until you get to a level of experiencing that, even at the most simplistic, even at the most first time that you experience that, that just won't make any sense. I will not sit up here and try to explain that to you because I can't. You have to go through some experience of this first to even begin to get an understanding of that scripture there. And I'm not trying to say that I'm fully in love, but I've just tapped into And I tell you about the on the prayer line, all this, this gets on my nerves, waking up every morning, really, and I got to do this, I got to, and all other stuff I got to do, but I find that it's fulfilling and it's needed and it's part of, of God's covenant purposes. And so I keep doing it. And that's basically what he's saying. You, you, but again, you have to go through some experiences of it first in order to get some understanding. So I can't sit up here and try to explain to you something that you will not understand until you have gone through certain experiences or such. Oh, the joy of knowing the glory of God. Oh, the delights of intimacy with his face. Even the roughest personalities disintegrate in the presence of God's manifest glory. Simon Peter is a great example here. It's fascinating to notice what happened to Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus in glory, and Peter saw it all. When Moses and Elijah began to depart, Jesus, Peter just had to speak up. Let's read the account again. But Peter and those with him were very heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened, as they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he had said, Luke 9, Luke, Luke 9 32-33. Peter was so enraptured with the glory of God that he tried to prolong the glory by suggesting that Jesus postponed the closing of the meeting. He was so caught up, inebriated, in the glory of God that he didn't even know what he was saying. Now, do y'all get that right there? Why God has to reveal things, why you don't get things on the first time, only after going after going over again, going through life, going over again, going through life, going over again. That little part right there that he didn't even know what he was saying. How many times have I read that? But I didn't catch what he just what he just pointed out. He was so overwhelmed with the glory of God. And again, I'm, I, I just say this. I remember one time it was an intercessory prayer, and it was just crazy. I forget what even caused, but it was three of us, and we got the giggles. We got the giggles. We couldn't quit laughing. Church service was over. We were glad we found it. All three of us just came out, and we just laid out. We just laughed. We just laughed and laughed. And it was, we just drunk with the glory of God. We couldn't have, we just laughed. And like, what do you laugh? Oh, no. And, and we've done that before. You come in the room and somebody else is laughing. You just start laughing. What y'all laughing at? But you already, what's so funny? Because it's contagious. And again, why I say you can read over something, I never quite got that. It said, not knowing what he had said. He was so overwhelmed with the power of God, he didn't even recognize. You know, and, and, and again, just just seeing how overwhelming the power of God can be. 
Now, Peter was not one of those effusive, emotive, gushy, weepy types, you know, like me. He was a rather coarse, rough, opinionated, confrontative, impulsive, outspoken fellow like Pam, with a prophetic sort of personality. In other words, he wasn't the kind of guy that wanted unending prayer meetings. He kept falling asleep at the most important one. Started out. But Peter and those who were with him were heavy in sleep. They were sleep. Long worship service is just loving to hang out in the presence of God. But here's a matter of fact. Let's get on with it, Peter. Let's let's get on with it, Peter. So caught up in the glory of God, he just wants to build some tents right there so they can keep all the meeting going. Peter is so overcome with the touch of God's glory that he's reduced to a blubbering mass. Even as the glory of God melted tough as nails Peter in his way, the Lord wants to melt your heart as well as the glory of his manifest presence. It is this well springs of glory that he opens up to his most intimate friends. There is no price tag too high for living in the glorious presence of your Lord Jesus. Bring on the pain. It's a light and momentary affliction. We are his friends, and we are destined for great glory. All righty then. Mm. Oh, yeah. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. Oh. Mm. I remember this. Hmm. Okay, who's standing in line to be his friend? You said what? I said, who's standing in line to be his friend? <laughs> that's, that's a lot of food for thought. Yeah. Like, I ain't going to put nothing else on y'all, but I'll just see what the next set of... um. Talking about the song, I, I can guarantee you this. When we go through this, this next section, the Song of Solomon. When he gets finished breaking this down, it is in a way that you would never had envisioned it before. Hmm. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, so basically what we have to understand is what is never taught to us in in the mainline churches is that we will have to endure something. It might not be to that degree, but we will have to endure something that makes us uncomfortable. Is that basically it? Well, I mean, the thing about it, let's go back to the basics. God tells us there's no that that our flesh is cursed. There's no good thing in the flesh, and no flesh is gonna glory in His presence. So I, I'm I'm just breaking this back down to the basics and understanding how we are now that we understand what God said. Okay, then now understand how how that our flesh has a life and a nature of its own. And how powerful that nature is. So if we're really going to draw close to God, 
God has to do something about that. He can't kill the flesh because if he kill, kills our flesh, then we're no longer existence. And I'm talking about if he takes our life, takes our flesh life away from us. That's what kills us. So we, he can't, told unquote, kill us because if he kills us, then we're dead. But he has to kill us so that we're dead to ourselves and alive to him. Because the nature of our flesh, we want what we want what we want when we want it. We want it easy. We want this. So again, but because God has already ordained, ain't no flesh gonna glory in my presence. That's just like the young boy coming up on my stuff trying to come see my daughter. You can come here, but them you better pull them pants up on your house. It ain't allowed in here. It's just certain things you don't allow. So since he said I'm not going this. So I know what's necessary in order to diminish that aspect of your life. So I got to take you through the process. Just think about, okay, think about where we are right now. Think about all the things that we've gone through. Most of them are things that we didn't really, I want to do this. I want to go through that. But, but, but now we have gotten to a point where we're closer to God. But look at what the things that have, that have drawn or gotten us to this point. All of us have experienced some some form of getting beat down, hurt, pain, rejection, suffering in some form or aspect. All of us. That's why we're on this line. But now God has used that to draw us closer to him. Think about it. Even though, who, okay, Felicia, you're on the line and you got off, but then life got you back on. Pam, I can be on the line all day. All of a sudden, she's fine and she's on the line all day. I don't want to be on the line all day. I got stuff to do, but I'm trying to be. All of us, in some form of fact, I mean, it's not like we, it's not like we, it's like we willingly, but we didn't willingly. We willingly because we recognize that we're looking for a way out. We're looking for help. We're looking for this. So we are finding this as a source, as a means of escape, a means of comfort, like Jeremiah eating the words of God, and I'm finding peace, joy. We're finding that it is doing something in us to help us sustain, to help us overcome, to help us face those things that we, we used to run from. So that's why we do it. But in the process, we are going through things. It is causing shifting and pain. It's causing a lot. And, God, again, God knows this is what's needed to get us up out of ourselves. Because he said, again, there's no good thing in your flesh. Your flesh is a curse, and ain't no flesh going to glory in my presence. Now, if you want to get to know me as you really truly say, that stuff has to be diminished. Because even if you get to heaven, when you come here and you start talking about all those things that you did, and I said, but you didn't consult me about any of them, so as far as I'm concerned, you did nothing. So did that answer your question? <laughs> yes, it did. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm, won't ask anymore. <laughs> and I, and I guess the essence of it, and what? We, oh, mm, mm, okay. The essence of it, what we truly don't understand, that this is God's love. He's doing all of this because he loves us. But that don't make any sense. How many of you all got children? 
How many of you all have disciplined your children in one form or fashion? Why did you do it? Because you loved them. Because you wanted better for them. You wanted to change their minds or what or their, or their habits because you saw them moving in a pattern which was not beneficial. So in order to correct their action, you disciplined them. That's the same exact thing that God is doing, except God is doing it from a divine stance for divine purposes, with divine understanding, which is so far over us that we can't even relate. And then, this is the key to you will never relate again until you go through a variety of things to even begin to touch what he's doing. And see, that's why so many other people miss it, because they, 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 they're talking about God and healed. There's so many that mm-hmm, they are so caught up in their understanding and their ways and how that they, they are so far removed from God and they're blaming him for this and that and that. And they just don't understand because they have not taken the time to go through the, through, through the process that is necessary to even begin to understand the master. Again, when why are they away? It's their flesh nature. And most of them don't even understand that. And it's all fine and well. Again, if we get an understanding of, 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 of circles of, of relationship, the 570, 12, 3, and 1, believer, son, believer, son, um, friend. So when we start getting an understanding of all these different positions of where you are in Christ, then you. So again, and I'm saying that so that we don't become. You know, judgmental. No, look, because we were at one point in time, we were there too. But why? By the grace and glory of God, he has grown us up, and now we're just beginning to see that we've got a whole lot more growing to do. But we're also beginning to see what is associated with the process of growing. So ain't none of this stuff easy. And we ain't nobody. And the closer you get, the more you grow, the more you will recognize you really ain't nobody. It's only his grace and his mercy. Anybody else? Yeah, while you was going through the read, the only thing I can think of was one of those uh, taffy pulling machines. Those who? Taffy pulling machines. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, they make hot, uh, hot water taffy. Okay. They put it on that machine to stretch it and stretch it and stretch it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what you're saying. That's, that's a reference to us, how God has put us on the machine to stretch us. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what's even funny? Because a lot of times we don't even see what's in us until we have gone through the process of being stressed. Stretch. True. You know, um, you know, going through all that stretches make us pliable. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it also helps to get out, you know, to get the flavor to go all the way through. Mm-hmm. So it okay. is really, so it's really, you know, orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm. then when you talk about how Jeremiah wasn't supposed to get married, have children, um, go to funerals, weddings, parties, 
we're in the midst of all of that, a lot of times in those settings, your feelings get jumbled up or either overflow. And at that point, you are in a state of confusion. You go to a funeral, you got some people who are honestly missing that person that's in that box. You have other people that's looking to see what kind of, what, what, what are their possessions they can go and take or what they think is owed to them. You got other people that were pulled there because they were told, you need to come. I mean, so it's a whole lot of different agendas going on when you're at a funeral as it is when you're at a wedding. And then even for the people who put them together, they put them together because, you know, they like being in that, in, in, in that part because your emotions are going everywhere where you're going to wind up getting more than what you need. Mm. But what you said that you wanted, you got to pay for it. Okay, at a wedding. Okay, you got people that go there, oh, it was so pretty. Oh, well, you know, or either they come and pick it apart. Or either you got some people who are honestly glad to be there. Or you got the other people that are sitting there mumble up under their breath so they can go back and have something to talk about, and it's not it's not going to be in a positive way. At a party, folks go just to see how much they can show their flesh. Let it be by dancing, clothes, or either how much they can consume in alcohol, or how much of your food they can eat up. And like I said, you got in in in, in all of those settings, you got an array of different things going on. That, that are distraction. But Jeremiah went and had followed what had followed the instructions God gave him, and it helped him bond. You know, feel that bond even more because he was obedient to what God wanted him to do. But John, when John went in his mother's womb, and Mary came around his mom, while Jesus was in Mary's womb. And he wound up jumping in his mother's stomach. But again, once he was born, he stayed true to his calling, to his purpose of what God made him to do. Now, out of the rest of this, we go to these different, to these different venues and this, that, and the other. But then we hear a little voice that says, okay, we'll do that. Okay, nine times out of ten, the first thing we think of is like, well, people are going to think I'm crazy. See, so now your focus has gotten off of him and gotten on to the others that surround you. And the only thing he wants is our attention to know where our help is coming from and who has our best interest at heart. Okay, I'll finish. I wanted to make one correction um, to what the author said um, about Jeremiah. Um, And that correction was, it wasn't that he could never marry 
it was that he could not marry where he was. God, God told him he could not marry and have kids in the place where he was living at that time because judgment had already been cast against that place. So, I mean, you know, I just wanted to clarify that. (laughs) I had to go in and read. I'm like, did he say that for real? And no. I mean, in that place, it was when reading it, reading it, um, reading the verse, it says, you shall not marry or have sons and daughters in this place. And when you go to the next verse, he said, because it has been cursed to death. And so nothing will flourish in this place. So he told him not to marry anyone in that place. But later in life, you know, when you go further um, down into uh, God gave him the blessing to be married and have children. And that's in um, that's in chapter twenty nine. So he couldn't get married in chapter sixteen, but later on in life, after he did everything he was supposed to do, he was he, God gave him gave, gave him the the blessing to get married. So again, it's about obedience. You know, it's about obedience <clears throat> to what he said do. You know, and and you know, so that's that's well. Yeah, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to 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 let that be you known. I'm glad you, I'm glad you pulled that out. That's 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 actually beautiful. I mean, you know, because we're talking about giving up and we're talking about going through, but this then God still comes and blesses us. You know, again, but Bible's like, do what I want you to do first, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you the blessings of your heart. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, because the thing, okay, Lord, okay, I'm going to be real transparent right now, and, um, yeah, so this past week, I have been having my own little pity party, and so I was like, well, what, you know, and, you know, I only, I, I still have a block in my prayer life. And I I talked to, I, I finally broke down and I talked to um, Cynthia, my sister, about it yesterday, you know. And I was telling her, I said, there are still some unspoken things that are between me and my, my father here on earth. And I do believe that that is why I don't verbalize a lot of the things that um, I want to say to God in heaven, my Father in heaven. So a lot of times when I when I when I I just talk, you know, and I'm like, Lord, I hope you're catching what I'm what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? But um, what I'm noticing is that the more I don't be obedient, the more trial. The trials that I, I'm, the trial that I'm going through, feels endless. But when I walk in obedience, it's it's of no effect. So 
it's in the obedience that when we're when we are in obedience, we are walking under the the auspice and shelter of the Spirit of God. So in His Spirit are all those gifts that we need to get us through. That means we're walking under the shadow, you know, just like with um, the children of Israel, the, the, the cloud by day and the, the pillar of fire by night. When we are walking in obedience, he's guiding us and he's, and he's making sure that everything is exactly how it needs to be. And our burden doesn't feel so heavy. We're, we're dealing with it. We see it, but it's of no effect. But it's when we stop walking under that shelter, it's when we stop walking in obedience that now we feel the weight of all the what's going on and what did I do and why is this and what do I do with this and, oh, my God, you know, all of that is because the you have to check your compass now. You have to check your compass because his burdens are lighter than ours, and the burden is only obedience. That's all the thank you, Lord. The burden is obedience. And so that burden is not as heavy as you doing your own thing, trying to figure out the solutions to your problems and your situations and your issues. But when you walk in under the burden of obedience, that means there's nothing else you have to worry about. Thank you, Father. There is nothing else you have to worry about but making sure you obey him because what happens is as you walk in obedience, he's giving you the solution to all of your issues and situations as well. But when you walk outside of obedience, it's just like it's like the floodgates open and you're drenched in in and you just like, oh, my God, like, you just feel like everything is coming at you at once. But he's our, he is our shield. He is our defense. He's our high tower. He's our standard. He's all of that. So just like when you look at, when you look at um, a dam, he's what holds back all the, you might receive the spray, you know, you might receive the spray of the water hitting the, the hitting that wall, but you don't receive the full deluge of all that's going on in your life. But if you decide to come on top of the dam, or you decide to open the door to see what's going on or whatever, and you just like I'm going to do my own thing, and you decide to stand on the levee instead of behind the dam, now you're wondering why you're getting soaked. And so I did that. I went on the other side of the dam, and I'm looking at the water. It's like, oop, the water's coming. The water's coming, you know, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, and I started panicking, and I stopped, and I and I sat down, and I got in my head, and I was just like on full panic attack. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. Should I go left, go right, go back? But like you said, you you can jump off the bus, but God doesn't go back. He doesn't hit rewind. He doesn't do that. His thing is continuing to go forward because he already has the goal set. He already has the plan set. 
you know, he, he stays in constant motion, you know, so. And that's me being transparent and I'm done, but I just, we have, walking in obedience is the key. Obedience and, and, and trust and faith, those three things work hand in hand, that three cord that can't be broken by nothing, but we have to keep those cords together. And I'm done. Hello. How are you today? Huh? How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Okay, I'm complaining. Oh, okay. And we still got victory, right? I got victory. I got victory. To her victory. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. And it's so funny when you said to her victory, and it was like, Right, right as you said, that my spirit just kind of like attached itself to that victory because you know what, it was done. It's you know, it's it was finished at the cross. And when I had went the other day to um, Lisa's school on the first day. She let the students know. She was like, you guys all started off this year with an A. It's up to you to keep it. And so the same thing goes for us as believers. Once we accept that Christ, all that Christ did for us, for our lives, until he comes again, is finished, 
<clears throat> if we really accept that at the beginning, we, all we have to do is hold on to that. Hold on to that A. Hold on to that victory because the victory is already there. But it's through the tests and trials and growing up as children and all the stuff that we deal with that we go from A to D to F to C to A. And we're, we're, we're going back and forth. But the thing is, we have to work for it. But we have to, but the thing is, we just go back and remember that I already had an A. I already know what the A is. Then it won't be so hard. It won't be so hard. So I, I'm, I, I'm encouraged now to that God brought that back to my remembrance that. I have victory. You have victory. We all have the victory. You know, you know, that song, we got the victory in Jesus, yes I do. You know, he 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 did everything. He did everything already. You know, um and he said he promised us. And again it goes back to that three chord, that obedience, faith and trust. We have to trust and have faith in what he promised us. In our obedience to him and his word, he said, when I go unto the Father, greater things shall you do. So if we go and we look at all the things that he's done, greater shall be the things that we are able to do. But we have to trust and obey, have faith and obey, have trust and obey. That faith and obey come together like we do on this line with other people, and 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 strengthen each other. Iron sharpens iron, and and just thank you, God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Wonderful thing. You know what I want to say when you said trust and obey. I also want to bring out trust and obey to do it the way that he wants you to do it. Amen. You know, and then that that's very important too. And that's part of the process of what, what we gotta do. I mean, I'm going back to me again. Again, you know, this miracle that I'm walking around in. And, you know, I'm you know, I'm gonna say looking at the call and all the stuff that I'm doing, but the way that it worked out was the way that he had ordained it to work out. But all other ways that I was trying to do things, I felt led to do it, but they didn't manifest. But we got to trust that we're covered and that we and, and even walk with an expectancy. Yeah. You, you know, and, and all those are vital things that you know because see, we'll get so frustrated, and, and because well, this ain't working out. Is this is this what he told you to do? Is this how he told you to do it? Yeah. And again, and, and honestly, if you focus more so on that, that key, it, it takes so much more of you to do that and to stay there than it does, you know, you don't have time to get caught up in the other stuff. You know, all <laughs> the naysayers and all the other, be, I'm, it, it, it takes a lot to do that, to get focused, to stay focused and to move. So you really don't have, you can't afford and you don't really have the time to just 
get in contact with all the negativity and trying to explain to them, and you really don't. You you really don't, you know. And so, I mean, you know, doing it his way, even when, and I told Brandon the other day, I said, you know, it's two most important times that you got to do this. You got to do it when you don't feel like it, and you got to do it when it don't look like it's working. Those are the two uh, those are two very important times that you keep pressing. You know, so so we gotta trust them a bit, but we still gotta yield and do it the way that God wants us to do it. Because again and, and, and again, look at what happened. What what I said happened like, like all the text messages I sent you all like, Wow, God. <laughs> we we was in the lion's den all the time, but God covered us. God kept us. So, again, doing it his way and trusting him for the outcome. I'm going on mute. If ain't nobody else got anything, we can start prayer requests. Hey, you can hit me first. Huh? So you can do me first. This is Lisa. That's Renee. Oh, Renee. Oh, okay. About to say, ain't you supposed to be teaching? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this shoot. All right, Father God, let me pray for Nene. Rambo Kosirika Randika Yes, 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 Father. Continue to guide her along the way, Father. Continue to speak life. Health, healing, restoration. Holy Spirit, continue to bless her. Impart inside of her those things that are needed. 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 Those things that are needed, the under the 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 so she can truly be used by you. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Who's next? You can pray for me. Got to prayer for you. Oh, let us win the fire. Let 
best song. Go ahead, pray for you. Do 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 I mean, right. you sound like you were saying, say a little person, but then doing the beat of getaway. You sound like I was playing for you, and then what? You were saying the word, say a little person, you, but then you were doing the beat of getaway by looking at fire. I, I, might, I might have, because I think I do say, I do think it's earth, wind, and fire in there somewhere, and I might have, you know, changed my words. You know, Pam has an effect on me, just get me all discombobulated. Don't be blaming me for your. <laughs> Ooh, my phone blowing up. <laughs> I can't even read it. <laughs> yada, 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 yeah. Okay, let me play some Camilla. Rambo, Rambo, say, mm. Mm. Oh, boy. okay, wait a minute. I got to shift gears for this one. Okay. All right. Next week is a very, very, very important week for you. You need to listen to the Lord right now as he gives you specific steps. You need to you need to get in contact with the Holy Spirit right now so he can tell you what to do. But I don't know what's going to happen next week, but he's saying it's very, very important. He's, he wants you to be prepared for what's about to happen. I ain't saying if it's good, bad, or indifferent, but I just know it's important. Now, just like we read about with Ezekiel, he told him, don't mourn, don't cry, no weeping. If you sigh, sigh, silence, how can you do that in the natural? Why would God tell you something that you can't do? So, but Ezekiel would have to seek him to get the strength in order to do it. To do it. So now, whatever's going to happen next week, in other words, this is already set in stone. It's already things are moving in this direction. Whatever's going to happen, you need to go to God and get in contact with him right now. Now, that moaning and that groaning, that headache or whatever you need to do to make sure you commune with him in the spirit so you can get the revelation that you got to walk out on faith to do things he's telling you to do right now in preparation for next week. You need to do that. You need to do that. I don't know if he's been giving you revelations, dreams, or whatever, but something very, very, very important is going to manifest next week in this bullshit, and he needs you to be prepared and positioned so you can walk in the fullness of what she called you to do. Because if you don't, you're going to be playing catch-up in a big way. You're going to be walking behind the ball. I should, I did not, because he's going to speak to you how you can receive. He knows where you're at. He knows how to connect with you. He knows how you how you listen. So he's going to speak to you. So if you don't connect, and then when it manifests, you're going to be behind. You're going to be trying to catch up, and it's going to really be taxing to you. So you got a choice. You can either tax yourself now to clearly hear from God so you can be prepared. And when you hear from him, that means you're going to have to go begin to do what he's calling you to do, to prepare or you're going to have to wait till it happens, then you're going to be playing catch-up. 
Good old question. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Alrighty then. Somebody take notes so we can see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> I don't feel no love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I don't feel no love. Come on, now. Mm-hmm. Erica wants prayer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what, Sam? Uh, maybe if you let go on you as you laugh, uh, the prayers can be accepted better. The Sam was going to accept that prayer. No way from him. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we still know he laughing, though, even when he go on mute. <laughs> you right. You right. <sighs> oh, Jesus. That's funny. Yes, you're right. <laughs> But yeah, Erica said she wasn't fair. <laughs> Just in case you didn't say it. Okay. I'm going to pray for her crew. And then when I get to pray for her, Felicia, you pray for her first. How do I get roped into this? Because you can't. So, her crew, let's play for Patricia Arnold. Yada the go say she to 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 go say Wally Horton, Hush to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saragaraka, Hush to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saragaraka, Hush to go say she to go Saragaraka. Just Arnold, Thomas Lawrence, Wally Horton. All right, Jakira, Honda to go to the Gandhi 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 to Maria Mathis, she brushed the gossation, drust the gossation, drust the gossation, brush the gossation, brush the gossation, go Sarakanda, Haraka, Sakara. Maria Mathis, Tony Eigner, she look around the gossation, 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 gossaragaraga, Parambraka, she gasta, 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 Sakara. Maria Mathis, Tony Eigner. Carlos, Yadida Gombushiki did it a hand run to go station to go station to go Saka, Sakara. And her father, Yandida Gondida Gandida Gondida Gandida Gondesi to go station to go station to go station to go Saka, Sakara. And before Felicia begins to pray for Erica, I'm back to Pam. Holy Spirit, begin to give her revelation, detail, information vision, signs, whatever it is that she needs so she will clearly hear from you. Remove the scales from her eyes, the hardness from her heart, the dullness from her ears. She'll, she can receive that which you are desiring her to give. So she will totally be positioned and prepared to move in accordance with your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Now, Felicia, you can pray for um, Erica. Mm-hmm. 
Give me one second. Oh. All right. All right. That's how you started, Eric. All right. He doesn't beat you up. You are tiring yourself out. Um, there is a fish. You are like that 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 type of fish that goes against the that goes upstream against Salmon. the waves. Salmon, thank you. You are like the salmon that goes against the stream. And um, unfortunately, because you're doing that, I mean, you've gained a lot of muscle. You have. You've gained a lot of muscle. And, you know, how Sam always says, you know, he he, he lets you do that so you can have the muscle that you're going to need. Um, to 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 do the things that he's calling you to do. But you are really this rare fish that um they found. Um I don't know how rare it is, it's just rare to us because we they've never seen it before. But it's it's found only in very deep water. It's found in very deep water, and they found this fish to have feet. And that's pretty much where he has placed you. He wants you to be in the deep of him, and he's giving you feet to move in the deep of the spirit because the thing is, you when... Because we are spirit, soul, and body, once we understand spirit, you know, finding out the mental of a person is their soul, pretty much, because the heart is the mind, is the is, is all attached. So it, with you having your background now and, 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 the, and receiving the training for it, you are able to walk in a realm that's so deep that it's you you kind of you know in a class by yourself there's not many that will understand all three aspects to the degree that you do and because of that um you go inside your head a lot and he wants you to stop because he wants you to start imparting that information. There are people that he's going to be leading to you to be a mentor to. They might not understand the whole aspect of spirit, soul, and body to the degree that you do, 
but they are willing to learn. So he wants you to teach them. And in that teaching, you will receive even deeper depths of understanding because it all goes back to you being that oasis again, that that oasis that's going to be needed in the coming months and years. And so you're going to, um, your rarity is, is starting to be made known unto others, and you can't hide anymore. You can't hide anymore. As much as you want to, you can't hide anymore, especially after you talk to your dad and your brother. And when you talk to them, your dad's and your brother's ministries will flourish because now when they get that understanding that gate that's that's blocking them from being so connected with God on the level that they, he wants them to be. Once that floodgate opens, those who are connected to your brother and your father are going to come looking for you, for you to let them know what is blocking me. What do you see in me that I need to fix and correct? so that I can go to that next level in God. And God is going to give you that discerning, that discernment to be able to know, just like that man who has been pushing you to be a minister at your church, he's going to let you know those who are coming to you with their whole heart towards God and those who are coming to you with their whole heart towards money. And you're going to work with them accordingly. You're going to be able to let them know. And and he doesn't want you to pull punches. He wants you to let them know with both barrels. I mean, you know how to do it respectfully, but he wants you to be as honest as honest can be with them, not sugarcoating it, because enough yes people have been around them long enough. Where that's why they're, they're off course. And you, he has put in place to get them back on course, but it starts at home. So he says, start it now at home and get the boat back on track for your family so that everything will line up the way it needs to be lined up. And so, Father God, we just thank you for this woman of God that you have created because you have made us, you have made the women, the women that wail, the women that moan, the women. She's a Deborah and an Esther, and she is the um, she is the the Ruth and the Naomi. She's all of the women. We are all those women embodied in each other, and we are we are coming right now for Erica, Father God, that you will strengthen her to walk in the call that you have placed in her ear, Father God. It's hard to talk to parents. It's hard to talk to family because they look at you and they remember how you used to be and how you used to talk and how, you know, who are you to come and talk to me like this? He will give you the words to say. And then just leave it alone. Don't argue. You know, don't don't go. It's not a discussion. It's pretty much a monologue. There's no discussion needed. If they have questions, answer them. 
Because the thing is, they want they want to argue with God. No, they're not supposed. No, argue with God on uh, argue with God through prayer, but not with you. You're just the messenger. Let them know that when you go to them, I'm just the messenger. This is what God has given me to tell you, and you need to heed. If you have any questions, just like Sam says to us, go back to the mentor. Go back to the, and ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, and get the confirmation. Because basically you're confirming what they already know, but they're going to want to argue because it's coming from you. But because they have never discussed it with you, that's what's going to make them want to argue in the flesh, even though their spirit man is like acknowledging that it's nobody but God that would know what and why you are saying what you're saying to them. And so, Lord, you know how to strengthen her. You know how to keep her. You know how to cover her. You know how to give her peace and joy. And, Lord, just wrap your arms around her. And as she raises her eyebrow and busts under her breath and everything, Lord, just give her what she needs so that she can go forth and do what you have called her to do. Strengthen her in her spirit, soul, and body, oh God, as she deals with the mental issues of those in the, in, that are patients and clients of hers, oh God, so that whatever spirit she comes into contact with cannot cause her any harm. And Lord, we just thank you in advance for the blessing of this woman of God that she is on the call and she is obedient to your leading and to your word. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm just laughing like, oh, she getting ready to prepare for her trip. <laughs> oh, I forgot I was supposed to go on you while I laugh. Yeah, you know she over there going, mm. I'm actually saying way more than that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you going this weekend? No, I will be going to talk to my father next weekend. Not, I'm trying to see whether or not I'm, you know, talk to both of them, you know, collectively or individually. Um, I don't know. I just have to see how that works out. Don't pray for you, Erica. Shut up, Sam. Because <laughs> I knew he—I mean, I knew he was waiting until he calms down, and that his voice would be calm before he say something. Because he—I mean, he over there about to kill himself, breathless and all. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Mm. 
Yes, I, I, I heard you. I heard you. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come across calm, just so you know. Uh, as much as you tried. What? 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, let me get my juices out. Well, let me see. I'm gonna pray for Reese. Yeah, Oh, really? Okay. Okay, uh, Felicia, Pam, who else is on the line wants to pray? I mean, you don't have to pray if you don't want to, but anybody who feels led to pray, I will tell you about what um, if you speak up. If you don't speak up, I'm good. But those who are right there, I want them to pray. Who else? Who else wants prayer or wants to pray for Erica? To pray for Erica. It's 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 specifically endowment of power, specifically whatever gifting, anointing that you have to be um laid upon her life. You want us to, to, to pray now? Yeah, individually, yes. Out loud or to ourselves or what? Out loud. Okay. I know, Erica. We we, we tease you um, with your with your moanings and your 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 umps as you receive uh, various prayers and that um, confirming what you what you already know because you you have a relationship with God and you you can hear his voice all that you do on this prayer call is in preparation for what's to come down the road how you um along with Felicia break down the word and to help us to to understand it in in layman's terms and and that is a gift that not everyone receives and that and even some who receive it don't know how to use it correctly um so that it doesn't come out as a lecture or as you or like you're telling someone that they're wrong but just explaining to them in more detail what it is that the that the word means and and how we should be applying it in our lives. So don't shy away from that from that gift because you never know um you never know about the timing of it. You know, just like when you when you went to get your Chinese food and, and you just wanted to get some food and go home and, and, and eat and kick your feet up and then, you know, the the homeless man starts talking to you and um, you ended up ministering to him, but not where you're at, but where he was at. Because there's no way he could have related to you where you're at. And so you were able to, and it's not like you, you said a whole lot, but what you did say was at a level that he could receive it. 
And again, that that's a gift that that not everyone has because so many of us get caught up in us and wanting to to prove what we know that we don't take the other person into consideration. And so we start showboating instead of listening to understand and not listening to respond. And in doing so, you can see where the other person is at and respond to them in kind. And so that skill is being sharpened on this call and in various aspects of your life. When when things like that happen, of course, that is no accident, which we know you know that. It's just it's just friendly reminders from your father that yes, this this is your your skill. This is what you are supposed to be doing. And so you are you are on track. And these skills will be utilized mightily in your calling. as soon as you embrace it fully. Thank you, Father, for this child of God. Thank you for her contribution to this line. May she receive all that is that is being given to her. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Anybody else want to pray? Rumbo shit to go around to go say she 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 to go say Rumbo go say she to 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 go rumbaka. Yes, 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 Father. Yara the Combo, Yara Cassandra, the Cossation, the Cossation, the Cossation, the Cossation, the Cossation, Yara the Cossation, the Cossa. Here comes the power. Here comes the power. Here comes the power. Here comes the power. Now it's being delivered. Receive from on high what he's desiring to give you 
Here comes the power. Mm. Here comes the anointing. Here comes the courage. Here comes the revelation. Here comes the desire. Oh, Father God, continue to increase. Oh, you had it up. Bless. Continue. Yes, 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 Father God. Rombo Kosaraka, Rombo Kosirika, yes, 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 Daddy God, Yando Kosirika, Father God, continue to the Kosan Raka, yes, here goes more, 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 the power of God, the anointing of Christ, the Shiddoko, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Wow. Mm. So it's like a big, huge chunk has been delivered, and that chunk is going to be broken down into parts so that you can absorb the part. Each part has a different dimension to it. Mm. It's like a segment, and each segment has its own unique way, its own unique life, its own unique pattern style. Mm. But it's all from God. Ooh, Jesus. Just continue to let him manifest his word in your heart and your life as he's breaking, making, changing, transferring, grooming, healing, directing, imparting, strengthening, and the one thing, I'm not going to say the one thing, but one thing that you truly have no desire to do is to go lay hands on people start to pray over them, to heal, and to be used in that capacity. But God says now is the time. It's no longer a time for you to back away from it. There's no longer time to act like you don't know what's going on. There's now a time to yield and let God be God. So when he tells you to do it, you just be obedient and do it. You just be obedient and let God be God. That's your calling. That's your mission. And you just trust him in that capacity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Anybody else want to pray for Eric? All righty then. Well, anybody else want to pray? Prayer, please. Oh, surely, Fifi, you know I got to pray for you, girl. I want some, too. Okay, and who was that that said I want some, too? Me, she sounds like daughter. she belonged to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's still on the line. She probably fell asleep and just woke back up. I did. How did you know? Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. So I'm going to pray for Felicia. You ready for Felicia? Yes. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
What? Okay, you beautiful follower. You, you're just such a huge and beautiful follower. So, you won't understand why God is using and positioning you until after you have gone to the other side. You, you, you're too caught up, and this is an aspect of fear. You're too caught up in trying to figure out the why now. I'm trying to figure out why me. Why is this happening? What's the purpose? No, 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 no. What did you say earlier about obedience and trust? Just step out. Be obedient to God. Be God. Then he will give you the why later on. Satan is allowing and using that why to keep you still. Yeah. To keep you stagnant. And like she was just talking about getting in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you can see that so much because <laughs> you're there. Yeah. Mm, Ezekiel. If you couldn't do it, he wouldn't tell you to do it. If you couldn't do it, he wouldn't tell you to do it. So since he knows who you are, whose you are, how he formed you to be, your capabilities, and just like she talked about the taxi machine, your ability of being stretched for you, still producing fruit. Come on now. Mm. Mm. Being stretched but still producing fruit. See, that's another aspect of that being stretched because when you're being stretched, when you start producing that fruit and you see the manifestation, you're so stretched, you're so out of yourself, you have no choice but to give glory on to God because you know, ain't no way hell I could have done that. Especially mm-hmm. where I'm at right now, and God said, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about." She getting it. Oh Lord, mm. oh Jesus, I see this so clearly. So imagine a cliff, and that's the edge. You get mm-hmm. right to the cliff, and you peer over, and you view it, and you walk about fifteen, twenty feet back, and say, "This is as far as I can go." Mm. And you struggle to stay in that position, and God is going, really? And somehow or another, in all your struggling, every time you look back up, you don't somehow or another got close to that edge. Mm-hmm. Then you purposely come and reposition yourself back at that 15 to 20 feet marker, and you look up, and you back at that edge again. So why are you going to keep fighting? <laughs> you spending all your time fighting, trying to get back in the position you say you need to be, and you keep finding yourself position where he tells you to be. So now how about using that energy that you use to reposition yourself how about use that energy to stay positioned and to trust God? Oh, really, God? Mm. Uh, I mean, you didn't want to hear that, did you? <clears throat> that you might really totally open your eyes and embrace that which is coming at you. 
and trust God. And that whatever happens, happens. If you do that, just like you said earlier, you find that when you're being obedient, it doesn't hurt as bad. So, Father God, I'm going to ask that you would send those who are at that same point into her life so they can be a strength and encouragement to each other, Lord. Because, Lord, sometimes, just like when we work out, sometimes we want somebody, you know, to work out with, our workout partner. She needs somebody, Lord, who's at that same level, Father, so they can strengthen one another. They can encourage one another and keep each other on the right track, an accountability partner is what they call it, Father. But Holy Spirit, send her accountability partners with an S. Because then she's not only accountable to you, but she's accountable to them. Because see, here's the thing, Daddy God. How many times has she gotten up and went to work when she didn't feel like it? How many times did she want to say, I ain't going to, no, I ain't, but then she looked at her family and said, you know what, they got to eat, they need something else, and she got them did what she didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. How many times when she felt sick or some other way, but she just said, I'm going to bite the bullet because I don't want to lose my sick day. <laughs> <laughs> Not use it, but I don't want to lose it because when I take my sick day, I want to be well out doing what I want to do. But Lord, send her accountability partners so they can strengthen and gird each and every one of them up, Lord, so they all can continue to do what you're calling them to do and grow in your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sam. Oh, she said thank you. That's so sweet. She lied through her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being politically correct on this prayer line. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know y'all want to slap me. Is that a car out here starting? Are you getting in your car? No, you hear me packing my luggage so I can fly there real quick. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I don't know. All right, somebody pray for my child, and I'll pray for if she wanted to. Hello? Hello? Hi. Yes. Hi. Um, I would like prayer also, please. My name is Renee. Oh, Renee. Okay. Hey, you said you wanted somebody to pray for your child. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do it if you want me to. Let's go right ahead. What? What? Just pray in general, or? Yeah, she's Renee. on the line. Morgan. Hi. Morgan. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Okay, what would you like me to pray for, Morgan? Nothing in general. I mean, nothing in specific. 
Okay, okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just come to you right now, Father, repenting for any sin that I've done against you, Father. Lord God, I just ask right now, Father, that I may decrease, Father, as you increase in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I just come to you right now, Father, lifting up Morgan, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I just ask, Father, that you would touch her, Father, from the crown of her head, Father, to the soles of her feet, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I just pray right now, Father, that you would, God, just move in Morgan's life, Father. I thank you, Father, for, God, I just thank you, Father, for the things that you're turning around in her life, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I just thank you, Father, for being her strength, even now, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I just thank you, Father, for moving. Morgan, are you in school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is everything going okay with school? Hmm? You say yes? Yes, I am. So you're in college, right? Or you're in high school? Yeah. I'm in college. Okay. Okay. You taking business? What 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 are you taking in school? International business. Okay, okay. Father God, I just thank you right now, Father, for school, Father. I thank you, Father, for God just touching her, Father. I thank you, Father, for causing her to make good grades, Father, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, I just pray right now, Father, any areas that she may struggle in, Father, I'm asking you, Father, that you would help her in those areas, Father, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, I just thank you, Father, for the new opportunities for Morgan, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just come against anything, Father, that she is connected to or anyone that she's connected to, Father, that's not of you. Father God, we just ask, Father, that you would break those connections even now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I just thank you even for the ministry that you have for her, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just thank you, Father, for shifting things in Morgan's life, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just thank you for the testimonies, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I just thank you, Father, for encouraging her, Father, to even encourage others, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I just ask today, Father, if she has any needs, God, I ask today, Father, that you would meet those needs, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just pray, Father, that you would just place a hedge of protection around her, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just pray, Father, that the work, Father God, I just thank you, Father, that you that that the work that you have started in her life, Father God, I just thank you, Father, for finishing those things that you have started in her, her life. And God, I just thank you, Father, that and Morgan will draw even closer to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against any stress and frustration. We destroy and dismantle this today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just thank you, Father, for this. This I don't know if you do anything with ministry, but God, I just thank you for this powerhouse. God, I just thank you for those things that are in her, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just thank you, Father, for causing her to experience more peace even now, in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, I just thank you for the changes. I thank you for the changes in her life, Father. Lord God, I just thank you, Father, for her, Father. And, God, I just ask, Father, that you would even touch her family. God, touch her parents today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we destroy, dismantle every plan of the enemy, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you worship. And, God, I just ask, Father, that you would keep the counterfeits from her, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you, Father, in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. So this is the struggle. Do I turn it on or do I turn it off? Lord, I don't really want to see or deal with this stuff, but, Lord, I'm beginning to feel the necessity of having it turned on. Father God, help her in this walk, in this capacity. Help her to be balanced as you want her to be balanced, Lord, not as how I want it or how she desires, but as you want her to be balanced, Father, for you know where you are calling her to. She needs to be comfortable, Father, in uncomfortable situations. She needs to be comfortable in hard like pulling stressful situations. She needs to be comfortable to the point that so much not regarding the situation, but that your hand is upon her life and she knows that you care and you love, and you will do nothing that will destroy her, Father. So she needs to be comfortable enough in her walk and her relationship with you that she can begin to, to trust you, Lord, as you begin to disclose those necessary and needful things, Lord, those things that are, that are seeking and lurking, trying to grab hold of her, Lord, that she can begin to see them, Father. And recognize that this is not from God, Lord, mm, mm, mm. but that this is from the enemy, and he's trying to use it to steal, kill, and destroy. He's just doing his job. That's what he's assigned to do, but God, yada, of course, but God. So, Holy Spirit, gird and strengthen this woman of God up, so she can begin to rise up, Father, and to be used in the capacity that you desire her to be used, Lord. Let her not pull back, Father, but trust in the delivering power of your hand. Let her trust in you, Father. Let her seek and understand the movement of the Holy Spirit as you are causing a shift to occur, Lord. You are causing a shift to occur towards her. Father, not from her, Lord, because you know how she's designed. You know what you made her to be. She's your daughter, and your hand is upon her life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Was that prayer for me, Renee? Hmm? Was that prayer for me? That was for my um, my daughter. I'm going to pray for you next. Oh, okay, okay. You're like, what? That could be for you too, though? <laughs> yes, that's why I'm like, is that? <laughs> that was a, that prayer, it blessed me too, so praise God. <laughs> well, praise God. I mean, that's how he works. <laughs> that's how he works. Okay. I'm going to pray for you, Renee. Yeah, Rambo, Urombo sa urombo rande ke yando uresia chungayo uromba sa yoko shande yoro ande ke se ande yo harase ke yande. Oh, Rambeu, 
Araste ke yambo, arande ke, arande ke andasando ikio. Arande ke, arande ke sandiando arombo. Haste ke andeyo, arambaste ando. Aramboko seyando. Amen, God. Amen. So when I was singing, what did you experience? Renee? Oh, I didn't know you were... Um... Well, I was just listening. It's peace. It's peace in the prayer. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Well, now I'm going to do it again, but this is going to be a different tone. So what did you experience when I did that one? I don't know. It just made me think like you were singing in the spirit. I mean, because I've done that before. I didn't feel anything, but Mm -hmm. I I heard you. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So the first one, it was just more peaceful. This one was definitely more upbeat. And you just recognized that I was was singing in the spirit. That's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did hear when you was asking me later on that first one, for some reason I heard the word relaxation. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. Now you said you sing in the spirit like something you've just done often or how does it happen? Um, it's just here recently. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember having like this encounter with the Holy Spirit and after that, like when I'm doing my personal prayer time, it mm-hmm. happened. I'll try mm-hmm. to, I mean I pray in the spirit as well, but mm-hmm. it, it makes kind of I believe more so it's like diverse tongues. Correct. You know what I'm because like um, but I can't just do it. I mean I could just pray in the spirit but that particular thing, I can't do it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, now you said that you can't do it. Let me ask you why you said that. Um, because I can pray in the spirit. Like, I can pray in the spirit. Like, that, that particular experience that I be having when I pray, I can't do it. It sounds, I can't. I tried it, but I can't do it. Okay. Okay. So in other words, like you, you can't force it to happen. Mm-mm, not that particular one. Like I could just pray in the spirit now, but that particular thing that I be doing during my prayer time, 
Mm-hmm. And it's not every time. It's just sometimes I can't do that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is the thing. And then I was listening to you talk, and and you're hitting it on the head. You said diverse of tongues. I mean, diversity of tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that gifting. That means you have more than one tongue that you can speak of in the supernatural language. Yes, sir. And basically, and, and you said it, and you're right, yes. and you're right, and then the yes and no. Because speaking in tongue, especially as, as me too, okay, it's like you understand, by the way, when you speak in tongue, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Right. So, but we can make a choice whether or not we want to speak in English or we can make a choice. Right. So, okay. But then, again, if we make that choice, we just make a choice to speak in tongue and God speaks through us. Mm-hmm. So now you've gotten to the point where he has gifted you with a diversity of tongues, so the Holy Spirit is still speaking through you. But, again, he makes, he makes the choice of what type of tongue, when, where, and how. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, so you're totally great in the capacity. But what he's telling me to tell you is, you just continue to relax, and he will release the various anointings and powers. Ooh, as you hear his voice, and as you grow in him, you will get an even greater understanding. Because I know. As, as, as I've gone and go through, there are different tongues. Because like, most of the time, a lot of times, we don't really know. We're just running, you know, speaking God, and then later on he reveals to us. Mm-hmm. But there are times when I'll do a certain tongue, and I know, okay, he's establishing something. Like if I'm praying over somebody or a business or something like that, that he's establishing something. Like, like Lisa started a school, and it came that – it's in his will for this to be established. So now God is not just like something man's doing. So I, I, I sometimes, so when I hear this particular tongue coming through me, I know God's moving, doing something in a different way for a particular reason. And like I said, it's not all the time that I recognize that, but as you do it more and more, you begin to come more familiar with it. Because that first prayer that I did was definitely like a relaxing one. The second one was more of a war type of tongue. It wasn't like a full-out war cry that we've gone into before, but there was a different distinction. So God is just saying continue to let him guide you along this path, but you have definitely been given the, the, the gifting of diversity of tongues, that you have more than one tongue. As you increase in it, you will get more tongues imparted into you, and you will begin to flow in even more power of the Holy Spirit. And it's also going to be a very, very valuable tool to you. Very, very valuable tool to you. Hmm. Use your name of prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Is anybody else? Anybody else want prayer going on what? Erica, are you available to pray? 
Is Erica available to pray? <laughs> Erica, come on and pray. Oh, my God. Erica, come out and pray. Give me about two minutes. Girl, she can't count on how she's a college student. One, two. Um, I'm a new college student, not a Stillman college student. Oh, oh. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm a college student. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm. Mm. You made me miss my, you made me miss that. Yeah, I wait two minutes. Y'all made me. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. She forgot you from Stillman, too. Like, oh, really, girl? That's where you want to go? <laughs> Hey, look, and then it's you want me to put it over me. you, right? It's not even for me. You said what? It's not even for me. Okay, whatever. Remember, I don't know. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, so <laughs> whoever you just about to get beat up, I'll remember that it's your fault. <laughs> hey. I mean, and wait a minute, you still a tiger now, so what you got to say? Black and gold is better than whatever your colors were. Oh, you know you ain't got no care package yet, girl. Mm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry, Daddy. I gotta eat. You know they only feed me three times a day. I don't even eat three times a day. I barely eat like twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I got down here. I did my hunting do. Okay, you already messed me up. Okay, I'll start from scratch in a few minutes. Okay, who am I praying for, Morgan? Ebony Pearson, my friend. Ebony Pearson? Mm-hmm. Okay, amen, God, amen. Amen, amen. Lord, we thank you. Hmm. Keshitara Mokoshara it's like she's very, um, it's like a lot of, um, it's like she's pressured. There's a lot of things that um, she's carrying and it's weighing heavy on her. Koshi 
She's carrying a lot of things. Um, A lot of it is um, things that she's um, not really revealed to many people. But there are some people in her life that um, is very they're very familiar with the fact that she will carry their burden and she allows them to put things on her unnecessarily. Um, and she attempts to um, she attempts to carry them. She attempts to resolve them. She's at a um, she's still trying to press her way through and resolve all of this. She's doing it within her own power, and that's where the breakdown is coming in at. It's like I um, I see her in um, I see her like in a um, laid down position, like on the floor, but she's struggling to do something comparable to a push up, like she's struggling to lift herself, and the things that are on top of her are just weighing very, very heavy. And um, she's trying to work it out in her own strength and in her own power. And that's causing a lot of uh, stress and emotional wear and tear on her. And, um, you know, you as her friend, um, as a person who um, she has either shared with you um, intentionally or you happen to be around when some things took place and then she began to um, open to you, let alone with your gifting of being able to see things. Um, She has to, you know, yield to God because he's the only one that's going to be able to help her, um, you know, deal with all these pressures. A lot of them are personal. A lot of them are uh, circumstances. 
Keshara Mokoshite Rehesira, Koshara Hasira Mokoshara Hasara, Keshite Rehesira Mokoshitara Hasara Mokoshara, Keshite Rehesira Mokoshara, Koshara Hasira Mokoshite Rehesara, Keshara Hasira Mokoshara Hasira Mokoshite Shetara Hasara Mokoshira, Koshara Hasira, Keshitara Hasira Mokoshara, Koshara Hasira. Keshitara Hasira Mokoshara Shotoro Mokoshara Keshara Hasira Mokoshitere Shatara So she you you know you are um um her gateway pretty much to um to God. Again you can uh communicate with her, you can encourage her and you can inform her on you know the power of God and what he can do for her it she will somewhat straddle the fence with thinking and feeling that she it will be able to handle this on her own it's like she's going to get some to God and she's going to carry the rest on her own but you will have you will have to minister to her in the terms of um encouragement and letting her know you know what God Avails to her if she chooses him. Keshara Mokoshite de Heshara. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Erica. You're so welcome, Morgan, from this Stillman College student. Go SC. Mm, M-U. Just make sure I get me a sweatshirt or a T-shirt or something. I'm good. Those expensive. I'm sure they are. Every college campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dad, you should come for family weekend. You too, Erica. Is it this year or is it next year? This year. Amen. It's next weekend. Huh. <laughs> Amen. Hey, at Jesus. least he gave you a week's notice. Yeah, at least a week. Ow. I hate having a bunk bed. I just hit my head. Mm. <laughs> did you just say you had a bunk bed and you hit your head? Mm-hmm. And you put your bed on top of each other? Yeah. I'm scared of what you're doing in, down in that room now, child. I mean, I just moved the desk over in the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it don't look terrible. In other words, her, other words, her room is a hangout room. In other words, y'all ain't realize that. No, it's not a hangout room because uh, I'm right next to an RA. Oh, poor baby. Mm-hmm. My friend Daria's room is a hangout room because she has no neighbors. Oh, and that's all I want to know. I don't want to know no more. <laughs> Okay, everybody having flashbacks. Oh. 
I'm good. Mm, don't want no no more. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Who won't play next? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Are you gonna come for Family Weekend? When is Family Weekend? Next weekend? Next weekend. I don't know, child. I'll see. My friends want to meet you. Mm. Did you tell them to pray about that? <laughs> he been your daddy for for eighteen years. He been my friend for a whole lot longer, honey. You better tell him to pray about that. Better ask the brothers want to meet him Look, too. Look, is they for show? What What did you say? <laughs> you know she told him that her daddy is a Q, so they they want they want to meet an old Q. I told him that. I sent him some videos of um of uh, them. I sent him the peer videos because they. I'm gonna wild. pray for you after that. I don't know if that's <laughs> what you want. My eyes have changed, to Erica. God bless you, baby. Your your father is a more mature. I'm an omega man now, not a cute dog. I'm Yo, the right. way you be licking them plates, come on now. I know. Yeah. This is- uh, oh, stop! It's prayer call. Prayer call. I'm on mute. <laughs> uh, anyone who wants prayer next? Uh, call is gonna end in a minute or two. Whew. Mm. It could it could have ended with that statement. Well, I asked you guys to um, pray for Nichelle. She needs housing. Um, I ask that you guys pray for her, please. You said Michelle needs housing? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Um, how much longer we got, Pam? You got like a minute or two. All right, so what we'll do is um, we'll call back in and I'll pray for her. Because the phone's going to cut off automatically. That's what we'll do. So I'll just sing a song until then, since I don't have any music to play. Oh, and I know how much you all love my singing. You know what? Do it in the spirit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.